In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears, because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order Podcast. That's right, they're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two, who cares, who gives a shit, you need to listen to it right now, or else Warhorse is gonna, I don't know, roll your ass! Welcome to another episode of Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that de- delayed their episode because they were having a conversation about Doctor Who. I am your host and resident Whovian, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting. Starting off, District Attorney Vincent K. Faye, what's going on, man? How are you? There's a name for it, Whovians? There's a name. Yes, we have a name. We have a name for our group. Also joining us from up north, RCMP JLB. What's going on, man? <laughs> it goes good, good sir. It goes good. That was a long conversation about Doctor Who that I know nothing of, and I'm glad you wasted 12 minutes of my life to delay this podcast to talk about. Oh, just wait, just wait. Oh, I will waste buddy, all of your life based on it. <laughs> how many times have you wasted our life not answering that you were ready? You weren't ready for it. Oh my god, he's bringing out the sonic, sonic fucking screwdriver. Anyway, <laughs> oh man! How many times have we waited for you? That's all I'm saying. How, how many times have we waited for you, and then you would say something like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was late. I was uh, doing karaoke watching or watching Big Brother. Big Brother." These are both very valid excuses. Not, "Hey, we're nope. all on time. Let's talk about Doctor Who." Nope, and nope. fuck Fucking our viewers over. Nerd, nerd. <laughs> Big old karaoke nerds. I don't think. Oh, hold on, hold on, nerd. hold on, hold on. Everyone loves Wait, karaoke. Karaoke cannot be a nerd thing. Nope, nope, nope. It is definitely a nerd thing. I'm Here's pretty the sure there's though. more people who love karaoke. Doesn't matter in the world it's, than there it's, is who don't. It's it's. Well, how not, many people are in Japan? Uh, that's at yeah, least. A it's third. not about wow. popularity. That's, Popular- that's doesn't mean everyone in Japan loves karaoke. That's almost a stereotype. Yeah. And again, again, though, I'm going to point out it is the not... most popular place in the world for it. Yes, it's where it's it founded. But not everyone. But does. but in the <laughs> end, again, I'm going to point this out. Popularity has nothing to do with whether something is nerdy. In fact, Hence I am a... Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is super popular. One of the most popular franchises in the world, and it's super nerdy. Super nerdy. Um, but here's the deal. To, to uh, paraphrase Will Wheaton, who was asked about it at one point, and be, being a nerd is just about loving something, right? And so you can be a sports nerd. You can be a football nerd. You can be a Star Trek nerd or a Star Wars nerd or a Doctor Who nerd. I happen to be all three of those. We collectively are wrestling nerds, right? I seem to have pinned... I've see I seem to have pinched a nerd nerve. I'm sorry. No. And so, uh, you like karaoke? <laughs> so you're a karaoke nerd. Yeah, I am. What's a big brother nerd? Nerd. Um, also, gotta say, 
Uh, hi out there to hello, hello. Ambrosia. Ambrosia. Big JC has shown Big up JC. too. Oh, oh, Don. So we need a few more. Come on, keep coming. Um, but anyways, so we're we're gonna talk professional wrestling because that's what this particular nerd podcast is about. Um, but I don't think anyone could make an argument that a bunch of people who've spent countless amount of money and hours watching and uh, listening to and talking about professional wrestling and buying shit like professional wrestling cards and uh, action figures, which, by the way, I found in a box one of my old Sting action figures, so he's right there. It's Sting! Uh, it's Sting! Knew he looks and so he's back there just chilling, sitting in front of everyone else there. Um, but yeah, no, we're we're fucking big nerds here. And so let's uh let's just nerd out oh, on professional nerdy, wrestling. Some might say. Uh before we get into nerding out on professional wrestling, though, let's uh remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So uh make sure to uh head on to the link. It's gonna be in the doobly-doos or it's gonna show up in the chat at some point here to tatnusco.com. Um, and then you can head on over there, check out all the shows there, and come back here to watch our next episode. We do live streams on Sunday nights and Tuesday nights at 1030 yeah. ish central. Um <laughs> yeah. eleven thirty eastern. Eleven thirty eastern. Twelve thirty mm-hmm. yeah. fucking yeah. Newfoundland. Oh, nice. Look there. Link tree. Run or WBU. <clears throat> do the conversions. Anyways. Uh but nine thirty yeah, mountain. Nine thirty yep. mountain. 930 yep. Mountain. Yep. 830 Pacific. Mm-hmm. Oh. 630 Alaska. Hey. Freaking Alaskans. Part oh. of Alaska. What one of these I'm gonna figure out what time zone Turks and Caicos is at and so we can say it's, it's likely Atlantic, which would be the same as Newfoundland. It likely could be, but I don't know. Squash! <laughs> Squash is here! Squash! Sup, squash, squash. Anyways, uh, squash on good old time here. You ever wear a pair of shoes without socks all day, and your feet fucking stink? Feeling pair with that of shoes right without socks. Oh, and I feel like your feet stink. Well, I, I feel like you're a guy who has stinky feet. I feel like you're a guy with a stinky beard. So what? Uh, I feel like yeah, you wear axe. Tur- Are you a Turks guy who and- wears axe? <laughs> I feel like you're a guy who wears axe. How dare you? I haven't worn axe since like grade nine. So you admit you did wear axe at some point in high school. Uh, it was very popular. Turks and Caicos, by the way, is Eastern. Oh, really? Oh, it is Eastern, huh? Yeah. So it's the same as Look at that. Florida, so- and New York. <laughs> so, so and Montreal. We, Real we, quick before we start a podcast, because there's lots oh, to talk Jesus. about. Squash numbers one through five. So, so from now on, we can launch and say, "Hey, you know, going live every Sunday night at nine thirty Turks and Caicos time." Hey, that's the way to do it. You said they were Eastern. It's eleven thirty, fucker. Oh, eleven thirty. See, I did the math wrong because I don't fucking live in weird time zones. I live in normal time. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, squash. One job, Squash. One through five. One through five, Squash. One through five. One through five. Don't say 21. He said four. One, two, three, four. There it is. 
All right, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? JLB, have you gone to, I don't know, fucking Walmart yet? I plan to tomorrow. Oh, you plan to? Last well, well, I mean, if I... coming off that plan. Uh, there was an if there. I said I plan to. There yeah, no this if. one is a Raw, and it's the number one in the series for Raw. Oh. Next Ooh, level. That's a nice next game. level. Mm. That is a nice. Next one is... Um, Number 108, WWE. This should be higher than that, I feel like. Bailey. Welcome back, baby. Hey. This one will be directly sent as a legend to one officer, Mark Smarts, so he can wipe his butthole with it. As it is Jerry the King. Fuck that. Shows up in my house, I'm burning the place down. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least is one uh, guy who in this picture is taking on two outsiders. And that is Goldberg. Oh, Jesus. Who's Goldberg. next? Goldberg. Oh, you want me to do another one? That's why you said who's next? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I'm fucking with you. It's fine. The Finn Balor was great. Finn Balor was a does, fucking phenomenal. A body spray. Wow. She, she corrected it to Axe body spray. Oh, yeah, she's ace body spray. Ace I thought there was like an ace body spray. spray. Sounds better than I axe. feel like when he goes to Walmart, like to get his axe body spray. You guys are fucking assholes. I'm a fucking uh, what's it called? I'm a Davidoff guy. I fucking love my cool water. And uh, I'm really into the Davidoff uh, cologne. So go fuck yourselves. Okay. So I did it. in my room at all. I did it twice earlier today. That's okay. Don't need you to give me permission for that. Ever I don't again. need to do it anymore. My arms are tired. Um, <laughs> um, I I feel like you know I should create an Ace body spray uh, T-shirt now. JLB wears Ace body spray. Just just a T-shirt with like a body spray that says Ace body spray on it. Just in case I want another thing taken down for copyright. The JLB bought it. The JLB sent. So yeah, um, let's do a little not wrestling bitching first. Oh, fuck thanks. Spreadshirt right now. Yeah, oh, I Jesus. mean we love them. And still go Co- buy our shirts. Copyright, I think, <laughs> is more of it. But, but all, I, I almost all how you of our copyright the terminology mortician with purple and black lines that are kind of so... scribbled. Yep. If, so if if you were on our uh, Tuesday night podcast. We launched all of our AI inspired art um, homage T-shirts, and all of them but one got taken down for copyright. Yeah. Um, and so I'm working on seeing if there's some way I can get around it and get them back up. We'll find out. Um, but so yeah, so, yeah, that went down crap. <laughs> Ace body spray is what John Laurinaitis uses. Oh, Jesus. Excellent. He already thought it was all of his charisma that got those girls. It was really the ace body spray. Or yeah. Vince's money. Well, Vince's mean. money or roofies. I don't know. Um, allegedly. <laughs> Interesting story about ace body spray and John Laurinaitis and the Vince stuff, uh, since we're already on the subject. Um, anybody uh, notice the article that told us... Um, Vince McMahon spent more money on non-disclosure agreements than he did on 
that he got from The Rock and Danny Garcia mm-hmm. for XFL. For XFL, yes. Yeah. That's messed up. More money on NDAs than he did than he w- got. WCW as well. For yeah, more than he got league. paid for WCW by a long shot because I think he only paid Five like $2 million. Yeah, so a lot more. What can I tell you? Sex sells? Soon. But um, I do do want to like let's we'll we'll start with the wrestling flies. now. Here's specific wrestling uh, stuff I want to talk about. Twenty one years ago today, twenty one years ago today was the start of the most annoying trend in professional wrestling: the what chant? What? What? Twenty one years ago today, Steve Austin. Nice. Uh, came out. Hugh Morris had just got done getting beat by Y2J. Hugh Morris. Oh my God. Uh, and he says, Look off. at you. You're 275 pounds. Your name is Hugh Morris. What? Your name is Hugh Morris. What? Is that funny? Is that humorous? Are you here to make me laugh? What? You're pathetic. Look at me. You're pathetic. Y2J whooped your ass. I'm ashamed of you. Step back. And the crowd latched onto that. And now, 21 years later, you cannot go to a wrestling show without the crowd at least some point saying, what? Yeah, straight up. What? 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 All thanks to a conversation that Christian was having with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Austin literally couldn't hear him. And he was saying, what? Like 5,000 times. And Christian was just laughing hysterically. So, um, yeah, that's how it was born. Thanks to a Canadian. Yeah. Fucking Canadian. Canadian. Jesus, you guys will latch onto anything. Well, fuck, you fuckers do it all the time, so fuck off. No, we have American freedom. Oh. (laughs) We took that from the Brits, but we're going to claim it for ourselves. You took it from the fucking Brits. One job. Representative-based government is what we took from the Brits. Yes. Yep. And property rights. Yes. Anyways, so um, so we'll, we'll get on as as I'm done bitching about what. Let's talk what? about the events of this week in professional wrestling. What? Um, what? <laughs> uh, let's talk about. Well, I guess um, we already talked about whatever happened Austin on Raw on Tuesdays. Go. I thought you can go for a little bit longer there. I, I was expecting. I don't know. It, it was like, I you can. I, there, there's got to be a time to stop. You missed your calling, bud. You missed your calling. I I don't enjoy soccer. <laughs> no? Okay. Fair, fair enough. Then you didn't miss your calling. Oh, but if, if the Mexican announcers are anything, all you need is some cocaine and you'll enjoy soccer just fine. Fucking right there in the picture. Fucking right there in the picture. <laughs> Jeez, oh, we have like four lines lined up, just yeah, ready, yeah, like just ready, lines. fuck, just ready to go. Fucking... No wonder he's always so excited. Anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, so we talked a little bit about Raw uh, on Tuesday, um, but you know, it's still, it's still worth talking about. Dexter Loomis making his return, um, in a very weird, subtle way. Right. Um, it'll be interesting to see tomorrow night. 
how they continue this storyline and wh- and whether they make it clear whether the car crash is part of this storyline or a separate storyline altogether. Or right. just have it float. I mean, they may very well not even mention either of it. I, w- I would like for them to at least mention it because I want to see, I want to know how this storyline is going because I'm really confused because I, I can't remember if JLB was the one who brought it up or someone online brought it up that um, the car crashes might be a way for them to write Nikki A.S.H. and uh, Dewdrop out of the tag team tournament so that they can have uh, uh, Naomi and Sasha appear in it as a surprise entrant. Were they the ones in the car, though? Was that they it? Were, well, that uh, no, but we didn't see who was in the car because we didn't actually see the accident happen. We just saw the the remains of it and then people standing around and Nikki ash and dewdrop were standing in front of the car talking about it like talking to each other and pointing at the car and stuff so so, so why they, would it be them well they it, in the crash it could be that they were in the crash and now they were out talking it over you know i don't know this is just something that someone said and i was like well i mean it could be i can't say no the the thing right. with this car crash storyline is we can't say no to any theories Anything. that are out there about yeah. that, and because it's so ambiguous that like so little description of it could be anything. Could be anything. I I get the feeling, at least I had the feeling that it was related to Dexter Loomis. That this was all about Dexter Loomis crashed his car into the building, um, and then got out of the car and ran away from you know. Because then later, of course, you saw the car being loaded onto a trailer, and then a little bit later, you saw. Uh, security and police running through the building really fast, like they were chasing someone. And then at the end, Dexter Loomis getting arrested as he's trying to climb over the barricade. Right. So I feel like these are all parts to the same storyline. Yeah, but... like he crashed in, he wasn't supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Then he ran away, went down to the thing. Security is now chasing him. Security finally caught up to him yeah. while he was uh, in ringside. We but shall see on Monday. But we don't know. We don't know no, for certain. They can that's what, change it up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you don't know? He'll ask don't me you call know? somebody. We tried. John Laurinaitis isn't taking our calls. He's too oh. busy with Ace Body Spray. Oh, my God. Woo! But anyways, so I'm interested to see what comes of that on, on Raw tomorrow night. Uh, SmackDown. Featured the return of Hit Row, which I'm like, it's really not the no same. Swerve swerve. Yeah. So um, I mean, I'm happy to see B Fab back uh, for a couple reasons: a, another women's wrestler uh, to fill out the roster. That's great. Right. Um, but but is anyone was anyone really? like missing top dollar and ashante the adonis well i mean they're decent wrestlers it's just i found that that whole thing on smackdown especially them in the ring and saying their names than doing like the little dance thing felt more comedic in a really bad way rather than they're a legitimate serious group 
in terms of, I don't know, like I think Swerve really added something to Hit Row to make them more feel like they're actual legitimacy. contenders, legitimacy, and so on and so forth. Now it feels like they're kind of just a clown group. I, um, which uh, is really wrong of me to say. Ashanti Adonis is fine. He's he's capable in the ring. I'm fine with it. No, but Top Dollar I've, just seems out of place and weird. I've, yeah, I've never been impressed with Top Dollar. Mm. Never. Ooh, yes. <laughs> oh. I heard you. I'm far more excited about this than you are. <laughs> what do we got? We got, what is it, 16 days left? What? 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 <laughs> I haven't told my wife about it yet because she's uh she's gonna be pissed if it has to happen. <laughs> I seriously think the place to do it is Chick-fil-A parking lot. Just that's what happens on Sundays at Chick-fil-A's brown painting matches. <laughs> but uh But anyways, but yeah, other than that, I like they had a video package for uh, uh, Nikita Leons and uh, Zoe Stark, who are going to be in the women's tournament. Um, That's at least, I don't know, introducing them to the main roster crowd. Right. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about the Liv Morgan storyline right now, because kind of my bitch session at the last one. Uh, I think still plays into it on this one. Uh, because the people booed, um, they're pushing really hard for Liv Morgan in the babyface role. And uh, they have the Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey thing. And then Liv Morgan getting attacked by Shayna Baszler. And I th- I personally think if they really wanted Liv Morgan to, to be the babyface here... They should have let Shayna Baszler injure her, right? Um, and and beat her up and all that stuff. Get her that babyface beat down so she can come back with fire the next week and be like, "You you may have beaten me up, but you won't keep me out. I am still the champion. I'm still gonna wrestle even even if I'm injured or whatever." Right? Uh, but having having her get this, you know, instant comeuppance on. Uh, Shayna Baszler. I don't know. It seemed kind of bad. I didn't like it. Yeah, and especially when you got everyone excited with a potential Shayna versus Rousey matchup, mm-hmm. which obviously, hello, thank you people for finally fucking listening to me. Um, you know, after that happening, and I think I'm not alone in that sentiment where I do want to see that happen. Um, you know, maybe having Shayna be that badass and have injured her at least until she has to face um until she has to face uh live that would have been perfect and that would have got the fans back on live's side and back on and basically still kind of b- making Sh- shana seem like she's that heel because eventually we're gonna get a shana versus rousey i would think sooner rather than later um didn't hear much talk about it though necessarily, but I was excited by it. I think, I think the problem is I don't think we're going to get Shayna versus Rousey. I think the storyline they're telling is Rousey's going to influence Shayna to be a badass again, and at best we're going to get Rousey and Shayna together. Um, 
and I don't I don't want that, right? Right. Uh, now I will say this: Rousey in in her heel persona, I've said it from day one. This is the Rousey we've needed, right? Out and just dumping a bag full of cash and saying, "Yeah, I I've been fined for for fucking up a referee." Boom. Here's your money. Right. Mm. That's I'm I'm all for that. I'm I'm down with that. The problem is uh they they need to pay off it and the problem I think they're just not paying it off because they're teasing the Shayna Baszler storyline. They're keeping her in this thing with with Liv Morgan. Um I I think the real thing to have her do is be like, "Listen, you know, you lost your chance at winning that. You're to the back of the line. And then right. have her just rip through the entire division. <clears throat> breaking arms breaking arms as she goes, you know? And Squash does have very valid. It's He's not a fan of it. And he's like, she was the ace of spades in NXT. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Like, Trips, come on, just do it. Make her that badass again. You know what I mean? Like... I- I, I have to disagree. I almost thought you were doing the Jay-Z diamond sign for a second. No, not I, I have to <laughs> yeah, say that I, I, I truly believe... It's really hard that, to get my thumbs to light up. There you go. <laughs> that Liv should continue to win, but it, it, the the win can't be fucking janky, you know? It can't well, be that's shitty. Yeah. She's, Stop she's making got... her fight MMA people, though. Like, no one's going to believe this. She she's got to win convincingly, even if it's a overcoming cheating and all of this stuff. You know th- this whole. Uh, I mean, we've but, shown numerous times that Shayna Baszler is, is susceptible to putting on the Kirifuda clutch and somebody flipping back and somebody flipping and back and pinning her. Right? Okay, uh, that's that's an okay thing to do, he, and still have Shayna Baszler look like a fucking yeah. dominant machine. Right. Here, here's the way you do the finish with Ronda Rousey at uh, SummerSlam in a way that doesn't ruin Liv Morgan, right? Well, but it's it's oh, too late. SummerSlam. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's too late to do it. But this is how you 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 should have done it, right? You have Liv Morgan get up, get the pin. One, two, three. And Rousey Rousey doesn't release. Right. The referee starts counting, then. Liv Morgan starts tapping because she she's like, I got the three, let me go, you know, and all this stuff. Right. And then finally the, the ref pulls her apart and then Shayna Baszler and then Rousey's like she was tapping and they go, you know, she's are she'd already gotten the one, two, three on you. The the other thing you can add is you can just have her grab the rope. You can have Liv grab the rope as though she's trying to get out of the hole, mm-hmm. and then she gets the pin. But it looks like shenanigans when she's really just trying to break the fucking hole. Yeah, like that works. They're close enough that she could have just reached out. That, and that the works. Rope. I, I, I prefer the idea of of having her still get the clean pin, sure. and, and it and it being a clean pin. Um, and Rousey then becomes the heel because she refuses to admit that she got pinned cleanly, and so she's she's making up excuses, right? Versus this way, it. It looks like she punked out, and she shouldn't have won, right? Right. I I think that's I what we can all finish. agree. Yeah. Is it looks like she shouldn't have won, which makes us not one hundred percent sure that Rousey is the bad guy, you know? 
And Rousey just needs to be the bad guy. She just needs right. to just clean house and break <laughs> arms. Um, I would love to see Shayna go to Raw and Rousey on SmackDown and Shayna on Raw have kind of a partnership where they're both like, listen, we're just going to break arms until we're both champions. Right? Straight up. I'd be down for that. Um, yeah, because, you know, they can't get Marina Shafir back. Nope, sure can't. Nope. And I don't know what Jessamyn Duke's doing right now, but she was, you know, the skinny, terrifyingly thin person. Yeah. So hopefully you know, she's probably getting help. getting ready to play her role as fucking Skeletor in a movie. <laughs> I went hey. there. I fucking went there. I may I skinny shamed somebody. And I'm sorry, but I uh, I would like to point out that Skeletor, despite having a skeleton face, was a beefy man. <laughs> yes, he um, was. The, the action figure was equally as as studly as He Man. So, He Man. Let's see what is Jessamine Duke doing right now. She has done nothing wrestling since. She got released. Oh, wow. Okay. I think people are afraid she's going to get hurt. Like, doing a clothesline. Yeah. I mean, about the only thing I can wonder is if she's thinking well, about trying to re-enter MMA. I mean... Training for that. Well, in featherweight. Super uh, featherweight. That could be possible. Maybe she's... Because, I mean, look at, you know, the case of, unfortunately, Chris Statlander. Right? Mm-hmm. She had gotten injured again, and she was literally just going apparently to get uh, the win off Thunder Rosa for the championship at yeah, uh, the New up. York show. There was a they were setting her up there, and what, whether she was getting the woman, win or not, they put her as the number one contender, and she was and she was oh. in in the spot of being featured, and then then tears her other knee up. This story right now that's happening needs to have a women's tag and needs to have. Uh, thunder thunderstorm winning. Oh, thunderstorm is kick ass. I agree with mm-hmm. that. They yeah. absolutely need that before they give them the title shot. Yeah. Um, and they can tell the sportsman the sportsmanship story. They can tell the the slow falling out story. Either one, if that's mm-hmm. what they want. But at the end of the day, women's tag probably should happen before trios. I I said what I said. <laughs> I, I for the most part, agree. Um, I'm going to say the unpopular thing. Uh, I think I think before AEW introduces women's tags, and before they should have introduced the, the uh, trios. trios, I think they need more TV time. I wouldn't disagree with that. At least, um, at least an ROH line. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, they need ROH, and they need to now, once they get ROH TV deal of some sort, they need to separate ROH off and run it separately and no longer have the Ring of Honor champion, the television champion, you know, the pure champion on their product. They do need to get those separate because that does create a a clog. Um, But even without the Ring of Honor championship, right, they've got the men's world, the TBS championship or the TNT championship, I should say the men's tag, 
the uh, women's championship, the TBS championship, the uh, technically the FTR. FTR, although that's that's FTW. unsanctioned FTW, but that's yes. that's unsanctioned, FTW, right? FTR is a great tag team, though. I mean, yes, just but, name so, them anytime you want. Uh, the All Atlantic Championship. Uh, yeah, but that's not on AEWs, though. So it's kind of like... well, it is on AEW. It's an AEW official title that they air the the matches both on Dark and on regular on uh, on their Dynamite show. So oh, or at least highlights have... of it. Okay, highlights though. Minimum, they do highlights. At minimum, minimum, they do highlights, but on Dark, they do the entire entire matches. Oh, they show the entire matches on Dark. Oh, that's that that's they partner with to, other, which promote. which allows them to give some nice. some production mm-hmm. value to those, those um, other indie um, feds. Indies. But so that that puts us at six titles, not counting the FTW title, um, and not counting the trios title, and the eventual women's tag titles. Uh, I, think I, I want to make sure I'm counting all right. Atlantic was the one they should have not done. I, I like the all Atlantic and I like the fact that they're doing it uh, going around. It's fine. But in the end, again, even with that one, they still just, they need more TV time. Now they can alleviate some of this problem by actively doing storylines on Dark and elevation that affect the main roster Correct. main shows, right? Which is one of the things they're not doing much of right now. Right now, dark and elevation are just kind of like shows that have wrestling and for the most part don't seem to affect the main storylines. Right. Like they kind of eke in a bit, but they they don't really. And what they need to do is on an episode of Dynamite be like we have to show you the finish of this match that happened on Dark uh, because it, it plays into this storyline. At the end of this match, so-and-so uh, helped so-and-so steal the victory. Uh, and that led up to this rematch here where so-and-so is barred from ringside. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. To give people a reason to watch Dark and Elevation, right? Uh, and then Dark and Elevation have to step their game up and be storyline-driven, not just wrestling-driven. Uh, potentially have some backstage segments and so on and so forth, right? Um, but I, I think as as much fun as one-hour rampages are, <clears throat> I think they need to be two-hour. I really like the one-hour, though. I know, I know I but really I really like it. Because right oh. now... Well, How's look- the answer to do that? Because that puts them really really late it does it's either put them yeah. late or have them compete start earlier one hour on um, which is tough which is tough or it's switch nights or switch nights or get a third show move yeah. dark or elevation to actual tv i think elevation could easily go on saturday night and be your saturday night main event competitor with real television time yes now I will point out because it's already filmed, anyways. So just fucking. Well, put it I'm on point out that the worst nights of the week for television in general, or Saturdays and Sundays, or Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, worst nights of the week. But so go beyond Saturday or Sunday, <clears throat> where where wrestling will draw fans to those nights. Um, now, unfortunately, during football season, 
uh, American football right. is not the time to compete on Saturday and Sunday night. Yeah. But we have well, shown that Raw does well during NFL's night mm-hmm. football. So Sunday night might be okay. Yeah. I don't think they can compete with college football. There's too many games going on. The, the only uh, caveat I take with this concept of it being their Saturday night main event um, is is pointing out that in WWE, when was the last time something happened on main event that impacted the real storyline? True. Okay, so you make it more than that. You make it the new Sunday Night Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think Sunday night's the night you want to go on. I think, or I think Sunday night would be the better night to go on than Saturday night if you're going to I introduce think, it now. Well, I yeah, think if you're I not think, introducing it now, then if you wait till February or later and give yourself six to eight months of not competing with, with, with American football in your primary audience. I understand that, mm-hmm. that soccer is on in other countries, but not competing with American football or major sports on Saturday night would be a gift. You're going to compete with NBA. You're going to compete with, mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, hockey, um, not much, but you're going to compete with hockey. You're going to compete with baseball. Um, Canadians beg to differ on that. Not much. Correct. Mm-hmm. I understand. It's the lowest viewership <laughs> of the big four. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I would like to say if they're going to go on Sundays, I think the real thing is to do a one-hour show, elevation, Sundays at six p.m. Central. Ooh. So an hour earlier. And mm, okay. And my argument for that is this, right? Um, a that it doesn't compete as much with Sunday night football main game. It still is going to compete with football because there's the afternoon games that it yeah, overlap with. That'll run. Um, but the afternoon but games. You're only competing in those markets. Exactly. But also the afternoon games, uh, importantly, are considered by the NFL to be less premium than the night games. They're also. Period. Almost over at at five o'clock Eastern or yeah. six p.m. Central. There, there's often a little bit, of, but on top you of it, you might compete with your first step, uh, first match or something like that. It comes down to this: then that time slot can be instantly used for kickoff shows for pay per views. If you're on Sundays, if you're on Sundays, Sundays from six to seven now becomes. Remember when Sunday Night Heat used to be the lead into the pay per views? Absolutely. I thought it was great. It was fucking yep. awesome. And like, at least there was wrestling and not a pre-show of fucking Rosenberg yeah. talking for nothing. Exactly. You had a kickoff show that had actual wrestling, that had storylines that played into the, the pay-per-view. All the other stuff. piece is it gives you one more time where you say WWE is just trying to be like us. Mm-hmm. Like they did with... Uh, so, so, so many people said that AEW was trying to go up against NXT, and of course, other people said mm-hmm. NXT was trying to go up against AEW. It becomes a talking point again, and I don't think that that hurts anything. But so that also those can be your clean shows. The other thing, I, I also think a, a morning show on Saturday might not be a bad idea. Fuck yeah, um, Fernando. Fuck Rosenberg. Fuck him right in his stupid ass. I don't think Fernando swings that way, bud. I mean, I don't know, but I I don't know if if Rosenberg swings that way either. But well, I don't think he he would have an option if we're fucking. He's gonna fight. Anyway, I think Saturday morning show would be a good idea for AEW. It is what got me into wrestling. 
there are still kids who, granted, maybe playing video games, maybe doing this, maybe doing that. Right. But they have control over the streaming or over television at that time. Yeah. And so that's that's my thought is we take it to Sunday nights. We make it so most weeks it's just another Sunday night wrestling show. We can tell storylines and all of this stuff, but it's on TV. It gives them some time to to let the let the titles flow a little bit more. And then on pay-per-view times, it becomes the lead into the pay-per-view. Smart. Um, it's the kickoff show. And unlike WWE Network, where the kickoff is free on YouTube, um, but then you have to go to the network to watch the the, the actual show or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you can. This is something that you can just watch on your regular TV, and maybe then it drives pay per view buys. Uh, Rosenberg now, hey, is on paper. I'm, I'm just going to answer this question real quick. Um, he has a podcast, and it's really, truthfully, it's an exceptional podcast. I think even Smarts would say that. He's yeah. He he he's horrible. I don't know podcast. why though. He's so horrible when his, his fantasy booking is... podcast. When he does his fantasy booking, um, which is different than ours. Ours are unlikely scenarios. His is trying to book where things should go. The dude should have been a writer for WWE. Yeah. It is fantastic every time I hear him hear him do one. So that's what what he has to do with it. Um, that doesn't mean WWE's ever listened to him, but he has a <laughs> very solid following on on podcast, and it's just him. Uh, well, it's not just him; it's it's something he built himself, right? But he sucks. I hate him on WWE television. Yes, yes. I His think because he's incredible. also filtered in a sense. Because honestly, everybody on that cast, uh, that table rather, is pretty trash. Um, and it's almost to the point where I think Rosenberg just goes in there and gets all giddy and whatever. Maybe they're not even given a script, but JBL sounds horrible. Booker T sounds horrible. Uh, what's her face? The host. She's good. She She seems the most scripted out of everyone else that is there. And she does good. She's good. She's professional. The others are just like, looks like they just came in drunk or something because they're so not into it. I get it. They're having fun or whatever, but it doesn't make for a good pre-show. I think, I think making your pre-show behave like a, like a, like a like news a channel morning tailgate. show. Or like it, a, it really, yeah. it, it behaves like a news channel morning show or, or. But it's not um, even that scripted, though. I wouldn't even compare it to a news channel morning show. I would compare it to like a like a tailgate party before the friends. big game. You know what That's I mean? That's right. We sense. do get in the comments <laughs> on WWE stuff. Get in the comments. Yeah, do it. Do it. Um, but yeah, and I don't know. And I, I guess he just goes in there and I get it. I mean, maybe I would be like that too if it was an exciting pay-per-view. But some of these pre-shows where we know it's a shit card, they have to go and be excited by it and, you know, say whatever. Yeah. But like, Now, it, it will be interesting to see. I will give Rosenberg at least this much leeway. Okay. It'll be Jeez. interesting to see how much better it gets in future pay-per-views when he doesn't have a uh, Vince McMahon in his ear. Um, yeah. Uh, do you think, think there's a Vince McMahon on the I think, show? 
I think there's believe there's a at, at minimum a foundational statement released, a memo released of how they're to do that pre-show. That's fair. I don't think he's in their ear though, because they're still a little bit too relaxed and it almost comes out unprofessional. I, like it's I not do not like think Vince- I do not think a single thing hit actual airwaves that Vince McMahon was not a part of until now. Maybe it is also too clean though. So that could be a thing. Because mm-hmm. the bump is better than the pre-show. Mm-hmm. The, bump the bump is, is significantly, better. significantly better. And but I don't Vince know if Vince has that. He doesn't? Okay, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah. Um, and that is I think when it came came to the pay-per-views, there wasn't a single segment of reviews that Vince didn't have on. Mm. Period. Um I gotta go tinkle, I'll be back. Tinkle. Why does everyone fuck around when I say tinkle? It's a word that's used. No? Grown ass man. You've never said tinkle? No, no. Uh, not for like twelve. Not you. I you completely froze there. Not till I was is what I heard. Not since I was like twelve. All right. Well, can, I'm still. I'm. My brain cells tell me that's I'm still right. 12 See, because fucking babies use that word. I got a tinkle. Well, I'm a baby at a heart, so screw you all. I got a tinkle. I'll be back. I, I feel right, like the so dad who has who should have been yelled, why didn't you go before we left? That would have been awesome. Indeed. I still didn't leave yet. Are, are you are you peeing with us in the bathroom? No, I am not. That's why I'm telling you and notifying you. Can, you, you can bring us with you. We can... No, I don't feel like tinkling with a laptop on my hand, okay? That's going to be weird. On your hand? No, you should put it on your lap. Hence... You're going to sit down and pee now? Laptop. Real men sit down to pee. That's fair. Fair point. Lazy men sit down to pee. Not real men, lazy men. I'll be back. It's, I, I, I say both. Anyways, it's a weird thing. Real <laughs> lazy men sit down. At- <laughs> <clears throat> We're gonna move on and talk a little about AEW because AEW had some things this week. Was great, but there really things to it. Um, so Quake on the Lake by the Lake, whatever it's called, right? It, it was literally a fucking like. Fourth week in a row, to say, third in a row that their dynamite rampage had a special name, and guess what? It's going to continue this week. Which um, it it stops being special if it's every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, the fallen. So, uh, or no weeks fall in one week quake by this coming week is gonna be the fucking um what what did they end up calling it it's the tie uh amazon's fucking game of thrones spinoff that they have coming up they got a name for it what it's gonna be called so we're two weeks in a row. Games. Yes, you're right, Ambrosia. We do need to make a JLB tinkle. That do. Tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. One won't get removed for copyright. Um. So, 
Jesus, uh, Tinkle's got me all weird. Um, so we had uh, yeah, that's the coffin did. match. Darby Allen versus Brody King. Dark show. Um, this was great. I thought it was great storytelling. I thought uh, uh, Darby Allen is now undefeated. And, um, great to, to establish that the specialist in. And that's match where basically anything goes and you win by putting a person in the coffin. It also plays from the uh, matches Darby Allen and Brody King, where Brody King choked him out twice, hanging him off the side of the ring. Right? That was um, exactly and so that went on this inverse. Darby was able to choke Brody King out, hanging off the side of the ring when he, he fell into the coffin. And that was the um, fucking. It also opener. was the opener. That was like, the opener. Oh. It was the first match. Um, it it was so well done that as soon as it closed, there was any jankiness about it or, or whatever closed by itself. Great. Um, it did also have where um, uh, uh, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews, I guess his name. Uh, went to often for Darby went in at one point and Sting was in, got out and beat up on Buddy Matthews, which is always fun for me. See Sting come out. Um, it's Sting! It's Sting! Uh, you, uh, Lucha Bros versus Rune Andrade El Idolo, which was a fun tornado tag match. Uh, those are always fun with uh, Ross's on commentary because he fucking <laughs> doesn't understand tag. Like, I don't get it. People are tagging out. Uh, but it was fun. I always, every week, every time when Roosh comes out, I like another for how big Roosh is. Like, I'm not saying he's he's Braun Strowman or anything. But like my in my brain, he's a luchador. He's he's a cruiserweight, and then he gets in the ring. And I'm like, holy fuck, that guy's a heavyweight. That guy's, oh, he's just amazing. I it, it's like, it's it's like he almost gets better every time. But he's or he's just always consistently good. So every time you see him, you know it's not a dull, you know, match. Like he's just it's almost really like somebody awesome. who watched Ring of Honor kept telling you guys how I good Roosh was, and you did, you done and, did it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> blah 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 yeah, blah, 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 just blah blah blah. Not and beat up some. I know it's Anthony Henry, and he's came on dark, but he's still a jobber. Um, so that was fun. Uh, what else happened? What else did we have? Uh, we also... Wardlow came out to save Ricky Starks. So they set that as kind of a new sort of team. Uh, but the big uh, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler came out. Came up. Uh, yeah. Um, Madison Rain versus Dylan. 
lot of fans, this might have been the first time you saw Madison Rain in action. Um, uh, well, it was her AEW 2022 debut, right? Dynamite? Uh, Madison Rain? No, uh, it was her Dynamite. But it was uh, AEW. It was on Rampage the week before. But it's still, it's one of those things. I mean, she's she's a legitimate, um, like, big name in women. And even outside of the ring, she's coach. She is going to drastically, I feel, help the women's division. Uh, she did help set up Jade Cargill for victory that feels big because it's real. Uh, uh, hit Fernando's comment. Roosh is great, but I want him to become a big deal. But I'm worried about that not wanting to do jobs with him. I he's the the you bring someone in, you want them to be a big deal. Also need establish that they can lose. Otherwise we'll get it it's gonna be tough. Um I think it's gonna be a nice week um, I don't know if it's going to be this week, but in the trios tournament, you also have his brother Dragon Lee there. So you're going to have Andrade, Roosh, Dragon Lee in one ring. And that's going to be fucking nice. Um, and then the main event, and this this one is probably the big downside in AEW this week. And, and bad when I but John Moxley versus Chris Jericho. Um, there were some upsides to it. Chris came out in his Lionheart gear, mm-hmm. like strengths, and came out to his ECW thing theme. Um, did some things. He put on the liner, which I always like. Uh, the match itself just didn't. I don't click overall. And maybe I'm the only I, one. I didn't so. care for the uh, Triple H Batista nose ring thing. I didn't care for it in Moxley and and mm-hmm. Jericho. Thing. I get it. Yep, didn't like that. It was kind of a copy and paste set up there, in my opinion. I uh, I mean, it's just, it's, I don't know. It was missing something. It was missing some. Yeah, and I think it's just because it was really hyped. So we were expecting something maybe better or a little bit more than what it was. So I think like if we ever were to do that, like that would be for me considered overhype of the night because they hyped the shit out of that match. And it just didn't live up to the hype that it was built around. You know, they did hype the shit out of it and it did not live up to hype. But I think. God, I'm going to get so much shit for this. I don't you dare I, say you don't you think John Moxley bled and didn't bleed enough. <laughs> no, I I think maybe Jim needs to start <gasps> You're gonna say reducing it. his workload. You said it. All right. I just I We're not gonna give you shit for it. We both said it already. I yeah. I I just don't think he's up to it. Well, I just don't think he can be Lion 
Tamer Jericho kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because that guy was crazy technical wrestler, all that. He can't be that Jericho anymore. You know, him as the, uh, what is that dark gimmick he did in Japan? The pain maker, cool. You know what I mean? The entertainer, the wizard, great. No problem. You've built a character around what how you can wrestle now as kind of a shitty face heel uh, where you can, you know, cheat to win and whatever, do minimal moves here and there, do your spots and be gone. You know what I mean? So I think by bringing up his most technical character, it kind of showed like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, that was a 30-year-old character though. So... I think that's maybe it. Maybe he and he has mentioned, I believe, on his podcast that you're going to see a lot more of that type of Jericho. And I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know, bud. Prove me wrong, please. But age is a thing, you know, like. And I, I just don't even know if. If it's the technical aspect of it, I. I just think if we were to go back and look at all of the AEW matches this year and we were to rank the best matches and the worst matches of the year, Jericho's matches would fall all on the bottom half of the table. Where where he was carrying the match you're referring to? No. Because where... obviously obviously the blood and guts is pretty pretty dang decent. Yeah. Blood and Guts was was fairly decent, but I don't think it was d- decent because of him. I think it was yeah, decent because of everyone yeah. else. Um, yeah. But you know, I I'm trying to trying to uh, come up with well here. Let's pull up his cage match. Uh, quiet. Right Seriously, there. my feet. Fuck me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any like footballer or anything? Oh, it's, I'm, it's upstairs, but I'm, I'm committed to the podcast now. <laughs> you had your camera off. You can easily just go and like get some foot powder or something at least, man. Poor you. Uh, maybe I could get some Axe body spray to, pay, to spray on them. Wow. No, you should use Ace. It's, it's better. It's the better brand. Ace body spray, body spray way better. Um. So Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston, the barbed wire death match. That was not a good match. Blood and Guts was okay. Uh, Minoru Suzuki and Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston, Shota Umino, and Wheeler Yuta at Forbidden Door. One of the worst matches of that night. Um, Hair Which... versus Hair, Chris Jericho versus Ortiz. Not a great match. Anarchy in the Arena. With Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, and Ortiz and Santana. That went to ref's decision for Jericho. Was not a great match. That's not true. That was a great match. I didn't really like I Anarchy. I feel game. like you said you did during that podcast. You said Anarchy it was the most fun match. You. But either okay. way, we can go back. I just I, I don't remember liking it. But you think... You know, just going through this entire year, uh, I feel like if we were to rank rank the worst matches in AEW this year, Jericho's name would be a repeat offender. 
um, in the worst matches of the AEW's entire year. And and I don't know. Yeah, AEW gave, gave Jericho the belt when they needed a big name to hold the title while it debuted on Life TV. And the thing is, he was great then. I But that was three years ago. And a lot can happen to a body in three years. Three years of beating your body up on TV. Ask, ask Taker. Yeah, ask Taker. Ask fucking anybody. Right? Ask ask Bray Wyatt how his body feels now after not wrestling for the last six months. Ask Chris Statlander what can change in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it's fair. Like, like I think you're also putting Jericho as like, oh, he's a shitty wrestler now. I don't think he's a shitty wrestler. I just, because he, one, he promotes the hell out of the match. And even when he's in the match, he does add a lot of entertainment. Sure, he can't go like he used to. But I wouldn't put him as like um, the catalyst for making the worst matches on, let's say, AEW's Dynamites. Or I, I don't think that's a fair thing to say because at the same time i feel like we would also have some of jericho's uh we would also have in terms of uh promos and story build up we would also have jericho's that you can you can you can talk about those things and everything but here's the there are a lot of people who built an entire career after their wrestling career was over as a promo right bobby heenan's best time of his career was after he stopped wrestling right uh, million Dollar Man, the high heyday of his entire career was after he stopped wrestling. Well, right. it was wrestling less. Um, wrestling less. But but then, no, I mean, really, you know, he stopped wrestling and became a manager almost exclusively. And and that's when when his career skyrocketed. He the title off of mm-hmm. Andre. Yep. And and it happened many, many times. And this is the time where I feel like Jericho needs to, to understand that his body can't do what he needs it to do in the ring to be a headliner. And if he's still going to be a big name, which he is, he's always going to be in the GOAT conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But if he's still going to be a big name, this is the time for him to to turn to let's give the rub to other people right if he becomes the 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 stokely hathaway of the jericho appreciation society where he says i don't need to wrestle anymore look at all the influence i have over these people look at all the these people who come along and are here because of me right and so i don't need to wrestle fucking sammy guevara will wrestle for me I don't need to wrestle. Jake Hager will wrestle for me. Daniel Garcia will wrestle for me. Matt Menard and Angelo Parker will wrestle for me. Right? Anna Jay will wrestle for me. Or um, wrestle security guards. Yeah. For I, you. I, I do really get a kick out of, <laughs> out of the, the rabid pit bull gimmick for her. Yeah. Where she's just standing around last backstage, just waiting for someone to look at her sideways. I'm gonna fucking choke you out. <laughs> I did enjoy it. Who are you? Come over here. We want to go. Ah! 
I'm, I'm for it. I'm here for it. And that's the deal. I'm not saying Jericho doesn't have value. I'm just saying they keep putting him in the main event. Um, and I think it's to the point where he needs to step back and not understand he's no longer main event wrestler. He can still be involved in the main event because he can be used to prop Sammy Guevara up. Prop... Ty Conti oh, still be still be the leading factor of the main yeah. event. Yeah, but it, you don't you don't have to be the active main wrestler to be the leader of a. I mean, heck, fucking. Uh, I know we hate to say his name now, but Vince McMahon was the leader of multiple factions over the years, and wrestled in only a handful of matches during that time. You know. Well. But I mean, it's kind of different. I don't. It is a different, but it's still at the same point. It's understanding your strengths, understanding that your strength is on the mic, in promoing things, in building things up, and giving the stroke to other people, and letting other people be the ones in the ring doing the stuff, right? Because uh, I've said it for two years now. Sammy Guevara is a fucking star waiting to happen, right? Right. And he's waiting got, to happen. He's got Fucking so much happening. Well, here. he's got so much heat right now. Fucking every everyone hates hates Ty Conti. No, and him. Ty Mello. Ty Mello. You're right. Correction. <laughs> Ty Mello. Well, I mean, in fairness to her, she really should have ch- done the name change a long time ago because she's been divorced from Jack Conti for like three years now. Right, and that's where her name came from. Okay, I didn't know was, that. Okay. Was a you know it, she went under Conti because she was married to a Conti, and uh, then they got divorced, and she just kept going by Conti because that's what people <laughs> knew her as. Uh, Mello's her real middle name. Oh, I thought that uh, was like Sammy Guevara's. Like, nope, I don't know. Mello's her real, so she could have changed to. Uh, Ty Mello a long time ago, and it would have been fine. Um, her her uh, official legal name apparently is uh, Tynara Mello Guevara now. Uh, Fernando agrees. Jericho does not need to be a main eventer ever again and just put young talent over. Um, <clears throat> and I'm I getting... mean, I think that's what he thought he was going to be anyways, but I think yeah, it's but that's not what he's Tony doing Khan. when he's facing Moxley. Well, for the title. Maybe that's not him, though. Maybe that's Tony Khan. Like, hey, Jericho. I would I would agree. Jericho. I think it there's a be. piece to that that you have to say, Tony Khan, book mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. But regardless of all of this uh, shitting on Jericho, uh, the end of Dynamite... Featured the return of CM Punk. Right. Setting up uh, CM Punk versus Moxley at All Out in less than a month now. Um, Is he ready to wrestle, though? Because he was, like, good. Is he selling it still? Because it seemed like he was... I don't don't think they would have had him come back if they didn't think he was going to be ready by All Out. Whether right. he's ready now, now or not. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Now, there's one thing I, I have to give AEW a bit of crap for. Oh. Um, where was Go get your belt? foot powder. 
Where? Get your own fucking foot powder. Where was his fucking I'm belt? I'm just going to hold them out in front of me instead of underneath my nose. <laughs> underneath your nose. <laughs> Where was CM Punk's belt? Yeah. How do you have your, your real world champion return to face off with your interim world champion and not have him come out with a belt? That would have been a great photo op. That would have been the thing. And the thing is, they've he's done it before. He himself has done it before. With fucking uh, Cena standing in the ring. Right. Holding up the replica spinner belt. Yeah, I just won it. I'm world champion again. And then the music hits and out comes CM Punk with the real spinner belt. Right. Um, maybe they didn't want to because they didn't necessarily was going to have they didn't necessarily say it was going to happen at all out yet it's not confirmed so it hasn't been confirmed uh, you're still, right when but, you're coming out to call out a dude for having happen. your title yeah well if, i mean if, but that's it because if they it's if they did that kind of photo op though then that would be implying hey all out title versus title what's up they right? still had them face off in the ring and him pointed the title Right. So they still did this. They set it up. They and they've been saying for fucking three months that it's gonna be title versus title when CM Punk comes back. That Mox is the interim world title holder, the interim world champion, and right. that CM Punk is the real world champion, and eventually there is going to be a unification match, right? Right. So so him coming out, whether he had the belt or not, is still implying he's coming to 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 reclaim his role as the world champion. I so think it's implying you... that it's eventually going to happen. I think if he had would have had the title there, it was like, hey, title versus title, all out, let's go. But because he didn't have the title, there's also indication that hey, again, CM Punk might not be ready for it. They would but just not know have, that I'm seeing they you. Would not have brought him out if they did not think he would be ready for all out. Well, the very that's minimum, bad it promotion. Adds the nervousness to Moxley. It, 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 mm -hmm. Well, but that Moxley's not one to be nervous that somebody's coming up behind yeah. him. But that's the so deal. That is for this face-off. It should now. I have a theory, and the theory is awesome. that they only have the one belt, and that Moxley's carrying second belt, maybe, and that they didn't they have a second belt? belt. Oh, because that's the same. That's, CM that's Punk the belt? same belt that CM Punk won because oh. he won it, and two nights later went out injured. And so as far as, and, and all it would have gotten was just a little nameplate on it. So all they do is take off the okay. CM Punk nameplate and put on a Moxley nameplate. And it's, um, and the, oh, and the, I, the I secret, there was a different belt. The okay. secret that WWE did is they just went to their fucking merch store and they grabbed a replica belt <laughs> and they had the interim championship carry a replica belt. Until they had the unification. Because, yes, the real belts are thousands of dollars, right? right. The replica belts are hundreds of dollars. Um, but the fact that AEW just didn't seem to have a second belt lying around for one of them to carry. You know what I mean? Even if CM Punk came out with a replica belt around his waist, most people wouldn't have, un wouldn't have seen the difference. We I'm talked out. about this, the, the unavailability of the replica belts. Yeah, you can't go on 
shop AEW right now and buy a replica belt. They apparently ordered so few of them when they did the pre-orders last year that they sold out. Um, but that's that's my thing is I just think they missed the opportunity because this is when you have the face-off belt versus belt, two belts in the same ring, right? I'm the real champ. You're the interim champ. Someday we're going to fight. And again, they would not have brought him back at this show if they did not plan on building up towards, because they've got a month to build up towards the next pay-per-view, right? Two weeks. That's, it's September 5th, and this fourth. was fourth, whatever. And uh, Oh, you're right. Okay, it's going to be two weeks in this Dynamite. Okay, fair. Yeah, and um, I'm going to point out that this particular Dynamite was on August was it 10th right and so mm. yeah it was just under a month right so that's four weeks okay. four weeks to build up for pay-per-view three and a half if you want to get really technical right mm -hmm. but that's still plenty of time to build up for a pay-per-view but you wouldn't have brought them back for this if you didn't think that that was the plan um and so anyways uh rampage featured some big stuff happening uh including sunny kiss turning heel uh importantly so sunny kiss wrestling on tv for the first time in almost a year right and then sunny kiss turning heel and with uh, the same faction who the guy was part of that faction beat the shit beat, out of him beat him earlier yes which uh which to me says um if you can't beat him, join him, join him sort of thing. And also, in hindsight, makes you go and look and think how much of that was planned, like storyline-wise, Sunny Kiss goes out to get beat. Uh, anyways, uh, because he got the jobber entrance. Um, right. And then got destroyed by Parker Boudreaux. And then joined the team in the end. Uh, when like, kicked Orange Cassidy in the nuts. Uh, now, um, I like that they're finally giving Sonny Cassidy, Sonny, Sonny Kiss Sonny something Cassidy. to do after kissing or kick Jesus after kicking Orange Cassidy in the nuts. Um, there's a whole I mean, lot of fucking. Also, would have made for good TV if he kissed. Yeah, sure would have been. Fun. Yeah, I would have. Um, you also had Eric Redbeard show up to team with Dan Housen. That was a fun thing they teased on Dynamite. Uh, Dan Housen, Housen said, I've, I've, I've got the big guy with a beard. He'll come help me. And he didn't say who it was. And then on on Rampage, it was uh, Eric Redbeard. And they came out as Beardhausen. And you know what? I am really digging this concept of uh, uh, Dan Housen chooses someone to be his partner. And then they come up with a tag team name. And then maybe you never see that again. Because we saw Hookhausen one time. Twice. No? One time in a match. Housing. We saw Beardhausen one time. And as I like far it, as, though. That's awesome. As, as far as all, yeah, as far as all the notes I have is Eric Redbeard isn't signed any sort of a deal. Right? <laughs> and so, uh, so, so now I'm like... Uh, do we do we get him to come out and team with uh, Billy Gunn sometime, and it be Asshausen? Do, does he? 
I mean, what all what are what are the things that can come out of this? I mean, let's keep spitballing with this. He teams up with just a bunch of free agents, though. Not even like teams AEW up with Lance stars. Archer and he does Murderhausen. Murder? Ooh. Or would it be Hawk Hawkhausen? Hawkhausen. Hawkhausen, I think, sounds better. Yeah. Um, have him team up with uh, Claudio Castagnoli, and he could be like Swisshausen. I- I think it'd be more cool if he teams up with free agents, though. As like well, a yeah, but so I mean, like, all the one-offs can be Warhausen. It can be whoever Warhausen, Warhausen. Yeah. Dadhausen. Yep. Ah, yeah, come on, bring Dan the dad. Come on, come on, Dan the dad. Or or you're grounded Agent if you don't bring the it team. Danhausen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Dadhausen. Dan the Housen. Dadhausen. Dan the dad. Yes. We, we already said, we already said that one. Oh, I thought you said Dan. Okay, I'm sorry. And then later they said Dan Houghton mm. because that was funny because he's Dan the dad. Um, we had the tag match, the mixed tag match, uh, Sammy and Tay Mello versus uh, Dante Martin and Sky Blue. I'm always happy to see Sky Blue on my TV because she's phenomenal. Mm. And as far as I know, she's just on a per appearance deal. Uh, but AEW really needs to change that because she's fucking great. Um, I'm well, I mean, I don't know, man. She is. No, she's great. Don't get me wrong. It has nothing to do with that. But at the same time, like they have also so many women that they're just not doing anything with. I get that it's slowly getting better, but I still feel like the only person we're really kind of seeing is Jade Cargill get any kind of push. Um, and well, we just I, talked earlier about uh Chris Statlander getting the push and almost being about ready to well, win. Well, I mean, and that's fair, but and I mean, we talked these about are the only two women getting any we talked kind about of Tony push. Storm getting a big push, and uh, we just talked about Tay Conti getting, getting a push. Um, but yeah. again, if your argument is they have too many women, uh, then the answer is not. They can't add another woman. The answer is we need to see them Better more on rotate. TV. Yeah. <clears throat> and and I would 100% agree with that. But they only I have 3 also... hours of TV time. Remember. Right. Which is which, which is this which is horrible with what they can do with the woman that they have. So adding more women to the mix, I feel I don't trust them. They can't even deal with what they have now. Having it, more uh... might not help them. I think I know what the problem is there, though. Stephanie has not given them the rights to women yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, Stephanie oh. Stephanie invented gone. women, and it's yeah. important uh, that uh, she did there... not sign off on this. You are it's... correct on that. <laughs> it's a valid point. You got to know what the problem is, guys. got to know what the problem is. Um, but I, I will say... Not a here's phenomenal the deal, woman talent, like, though. Don't get me wrong with that. Tons of phenomenal talent on the AEW women's roster, just horribly booked. But here, here's the deal is like, uh, I can, uh, looking at this women's roster, I can 100% say that I feel that, uh, sky blue is, uh, better than rebel, uh, better than Paige Van Zandt. Although we've only seen her wrestle once officially or uh, seen her on TV and like, Better than Leva Bates, which I like Leva Bates, but Leva Bates has a background role as brand coordinator, and she's working hard at that. Um, I feel she's uh, unfortunately better than Emmy Sakura, 
uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, and so that that instantly puts her there's de- there is dead weight on the women's roster. And I'm not saying that we need to cut some people, but there's also a lot of people injured right now. Red Velvet's out injured. Layla Hirsch is out injured. Chris Statlander now out injured. Um, and so oh, sure. they- Layla Hirsch is injured. Yep. Layla Hirsch has been sure. out for she fucking tore, tore up her knees like her ACL and MCL. Ooh. Um, Right when she was about to get, like, they were building up that feud between her and Chris Statlander, and okay. uh, then she went out. Uh, a... That explains why they never got a. Gen- but, you know, and closing. that's why I, I think Sky Blue is better than a lot of people on the, the women's roster. I uh, I would love to see uh, Sky Blue versus fucking Kira Hogan, Sky Blue versus uh, Hikaru Shida versus um, Athena. Versus, um, what was the name Even of the Athena, was... that's one we haven't seen nearly enough. Um, uh, well, yeah, because she's kind of in the shuffle with the uh Jade Jade, right? Her yeah, three women she's going are going against, against the Jade. Jade's three women, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're even kind of messing with that, like, or just give us a like they're doing okay with it, but I feel like they're still not giving it enough attention. No, I don't know. Like, well, again, I think a lot of that has to do with TV time, and I, that's why I feel like they need to add TV time. And you know, I, I personally would say, if they can't add TV TV time, then I feel like um, adding a specific YouTube show. They've got dark. They've got dark elevation. How about a specific YouTube show designed to showcase the women? Right. I think that's going to get a lot of backlash, though. If anything, start putting it, start putting a lot more. Well, I guess maybe they do, but start maybe doing a lot more. You, you were saying how elevation and things should be directly booked onto the, uh, should and have I a linkage to the main too. roster, have a lot of women maybe but, do a lot more dark elevation. And they, they already, like they already, usually, since you don't watch dark and elevation, that's valid too, though. right? Yeah. You don't know. They feature the women fairly heavily on dark and elevation. But because okay. they don't tie into the the main storylines, hence my original po- post point. Um, right. But if they, if they were to start to continue to feature the women just as much as you do on Dark and Elevation, but have a show, even if it wasn't weekly, even if it was just once a month, a YouTube show that was here's where we're going to we're going to showcase exclusively women on this, right? Because we have this roster of women that don't get enough airtime because we don't have enough airtime. So now I'll take them and we're going to put them on and we're going to focus on them and we're going to highlight them. So people know, right. You hired Madison rain to be your coach for the women's division. You obviously want your women's division to uh, flourish. Right. Right. Um, you wouldn't have gone out of your way to hire, hire Madison rain as head. Did coach she not also coach. randomly get injured? Wasn't there a talk after the match? She had gotten hurt, but maybe it wasn't anything serious. So maybe Madison Rain with, yeah, they might have played. I can't remember offhand. They might have played an injury angle with her, but uh, she's not but, injured. Um, I mean, it was against Jade Cargill, so they could play because they, they did a whole thing where other people ran in uh, to beat her up, and then um, Athena actually showed up, if I'm remembering correctly, and. And came into the ring and chased off the baddies. Right. Um, 
Uh, but it, it's an angle, if anything. But that's the deal. She was brought in, brought in to be a coach and uh, wrestler secondary. Um, so you obviously want it to succeed. You have like legitimate stars like Tony Storm, um, Ruby Soho, fucking Mercedes Martinez is phenomenal. Chris Statlander, even though she's injured, uh, Jamie Hayter is great. Hikaru Shida. You know, you've got some people to show off. Britt Baker, you know. Um, so you could have, even if even if you, you did it, you know how they do these Battle of the Belts every couple of months, right? Right. Do a women's special. Exclusively women. Do an uh, uh, evolution-style special event. Yeah, really? like, and make it one of your dynamites for fuck's sakes or something. Yeah, because that's fine. you want to fight for the fallen, beach break, da da da. Have a mm-hmm. special evolution themed week or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um. Anyway, Sammy and Ty was fun. My only problem with it was, uh, because of how quickly and and it was quick, the crowds turned on Sammy and Ty together. Which, don't get me wrong, understand, they are unbearable together, right? <laughs> I'm happy for them. Uh, watching them on their vlog, <clears throat> they're really happy and, and everything. But on TV, right, fucking, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see it. They got so much heat right away. And even uh, Tony Khan has admitted he was unprepared for how much heat they would get. He right. thought that, you know, Ty's super popular. Sammy's super popular. They're both faces right now. This is awesome. Put the two faces together and and it'll be great. And what happened was uh, everyone thought and was like, fuck no, I hate them now. Yeah. I legitimately hate them. Um, And that's fine. Well, is- but uh, my worry is Sky Blue and uh, Dante Martin are legitimately dating. I don't know if you knew that. Right. Yeah. But they Well, are. I mean, that's, I kind of figured that on. That's why they paired them together against this. Right. I don't want that to happen to Dante and Sky. I don't think I, it's going to. I don't to. think it will. And the reason it won't is um, Sammy Guevara proposed to his ex-girlfriend on television. Yeah. I think that, that, has that a lot had to do with a it too. lot to do. I, with I it think that had a lot to do. But here's the thing: I I didn't see that backlash on Sammy's vlog, right? Which is which did have people going. What happened to Pam? Pam was a regular character on Sammy's vlog. Um, it didn't happen until they went on TV and kissed on TV, and then people were like, "No, fuck this! I hate I hate them now," and they've got nuclear right. heat. Um, now, and on the bright I side, might... they've both been very, very, very good with their heat. Yes. They, yes. Oh, they're, they're exploiting it. They As soon as uh, as it got through to Tony Khan, how much heat they got, and he realized it, he pivoted to turn them full on heel with it. And they're doing good with it now. But I just, I, I think the lesson Tony Khan should take from this is you have to be very, very careful. Uh, with having real life partners on screen partners, right? Dante and Sky were good though. I enjoyed them they, together. They were okay. They, they were okay. You know, I, I, I just, I think this is, I, 
I guess what I'm trying to say is one time is fine. I just don't want to see this becoming a regular thing with either Dante or Sky. Like, let them come out, have this one one program with Sammy and Ty, and then get it over with, and then move on, and let Sky Blue wrestle her, you know, her own matches. Let Dante wrestle his own matches. Have him team up again with Evan Bourne. Um. Yes, yes, I know that's not his name in AEW. I just totally fucking <laughs> forgot. Uh, I always Matt remember Seidel. Matt, Matt Seidel. Seidel. There we go. Um, have him team up, team up with Matt Seidel again or whatever. Who right? did he turn I, his back on? Was it no? It wasn't Dante? Who turned their back on Matt Seidel? Or am I thinking of? Um, or was teacher and student? And he turned. No, I think I'm thinking of uh, Uriority there. What's his name? Matt Liriorty? No, I'm saying Lee Moriarty. Yeah. And that's who it was. They teamed up for a while and then he turned his back um to join the bad guys for Ring of Honor now. So um Right. Uh didn't he also give someone else's card? This uh, week? Um Stokely Hathaway gave gave someone his card this week. Um he was trying to recruit uh fucking who was he recruiting? Oh, the the Ass Brothers Gun Club. Yes. Okay. Ass Boys. That was fantastic. Um, that was so great watching Mr. Ass. You guys are an embarrassment. <laughs> um, now I I want to have a conversation about Parker Boudreaux. Yes. The Baby next Brock, Brock Lesnar. Baby Brock. Baby Brock. Um, <laughs> they announced after his his Rampage debut uh, where he destroyed Sonny Kiss and then later uh, was a part of the Sonny Kiss turn later on <clears throat> where Ari Davari faced the off against Orange Bunch. Cassidy. The Trust Busters. Oh, that's um, I, am I the only one who just wasn't really impressed with Parker Boudreaux? Am am I the odd man out on this? I don't think you should have him in a team. I think he needs to be a singles guy with maybe a manager. Yes, I know. Paul Heyman-esque. Brock Lesnar-esque there. But I don't think he should be in a team. He seems weird if he's in a group. You seem weird. I am weird. I don't have a problem with him being in the group because in this in this particular situation, Ari Davari is playing the manager. Uh, the manager role, even though he's also a wrestler. But he's playing the manager role. Uh, I'm not a fan of Slim J, but whatever. Fucking, <laughs> uh, we're su- we're supposed to not like him. They're the heels, so that's fine. Slim J's not a fan of you either. Yeah, then that's that's fine. Mostly that's fair. He doesn't know your podcast. That's fair. Exists. That's fair. That's it's it. all fair. Yep. Um. But I just I watched Parker, and I watched him. He debuted on Dark a couple weeks ago, and I watched that too. Like, and I I didn't watch a ton of NXT when he wrestled as Harlan there, and he didn't wrestle much. He mostly was uh, Joe Gacy's muscle. Um, right. But he just I don't know. He's just not impressive to me. Like I watched him this week, and I said I thought to myself. Yeah, I see why NXT cut him. Oh, uh, okay. 
I don't know. I want to give him a little I, bit I more think, time. I though. think squash, squash artists um, typically make you feel that way. Goldberg was a freak in terms of uh, being a squash artist that people got pumped about. Right. Um, but I think as a whole, I mean, we don't like Brock partially because he was a squash artist. And so we took Kofi Kingston, who everybody likes. But yeah, no, but I, I don't not like him. I, I'm just not impressed. Like, it's not because there has never been a Brock Lesnar match that he hasn't impressed me. I can dislike him and be like, I hate that he comes and squashes my favorite wrestlers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's that's kayfabe heat. That's heat is what okay. it is. Um, Parker Boudreaux came out and I was just like, meh. Like, I'm sorry he, you feel that way. He, he came out with the little bitch titties and out of shape, um, you know, body and the, threw people around. And I was like, meh. I, he doesn't have the look. To be the squash artist to me, he makes stupid little faces. I I I want to give him more time. I don't. I know. was very not impressed with him, and 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 it's it's been rare that AEW has announced, you know, so and so is all elite after a debut. That I was just like, eh, I'm. I was fine without him. He does nothing for me. I just think because he's done nothing for a while, though. It's not like a big WWE star for namesake purposes or whatever have you. I want to give him a little bit more time, though. I don't know. I, I don't think his wrestling is all that bad. Um, I'm just maybe not happy with where he's placed. But I do want to see him wrestle a little bit more before I jump on the hate bandwagon. I just, you know, and and maybe some of it is, you know, all of this talk about him being the next Brock, the next Brock Lesnar and and him coming out. And the thing is, uh, give me a second here, figure out the stats here, because they say he's like the next Brock. They advertise him as six foot four, 302 pounds. Oh, is he six four? He does not look 6'4". He definitely doesn't look 6'4". No. He looks like maybe 6 foot. If even that. Um, and I'm, I'm telling you, he looks, frankly, he looks out of shape to me. Like, not out of shape in the fact that he's like an everyman. Uh... <laughs> but like Bubba, like Bubba Dudley out of shape. Like, like yeah, but like Bubba Dudley out of shape. Like, um, here I'm trying to see if I can find a hacksaw Jim Duggan out of shape. Yeah, who? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think every every wrestler deserves some time. But I mean, at the end of the day, we don't. Um, we don't see Joey Janela anymore because enough people were just like, "Meh, he's the he's the the blood and guts kind of guy. He's the he's the the dirty match guy." Right. I mean, but that's not fair, man. Because 
you got a free really nice. left there. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah. I'm I'm saying I wasn't the one who started calling. Right, him but Baby neither Brock. was he. Right. You know, um, so you can't do that. Like, give the guy a chance. Like, put him alone. Give me a picture of him alone. You can't. Do I that. will That's say, really not fair. The person he reminds me the most of is Dexter Loomis. And I think that's a better character move for him. That's just where I'm at. With good it. enough resolution. But, but um, I did want to actually jump back to WWE for a moment. I mean, we can have our opinions on on exactly. Parker Boudreau, but we don't see him yet, so there's not enough to go off of. I know. Um, there's a booking issue on Raw. Oh, and and the booking issue on Raw this week was in this particular spot: Bobby Lashley versus Champa. For the U.S. title match position after that is a match that we don't want to see. And then Dolph Ziggler and Chad Gable. I like him. He's like an MMA fighter. I like it. I don't know. I like his uh... – he needs to bulk a bit more, but I don't know. A bit more? A bit more. I think he needs to learn some surface um... – Surface. Uh, he, he, uh, if anything, he needs in, to cut uh, insulation. Yes. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, but, but my my point still being, if you're gonna have him come in and be a monster, right? Fucking like this is literally uh, a screenshot from his debut here when he came in. This is literally what he looked like when he you're came obsessing. in. I'm it just it, it he drank some haterade instead of his uh one of his uh energy drinks there and uh it shows like Ari Davari and Slim J look in better shape than him. I would be more scared of the other two people in that picture. I don't than know, those, I am those chest tats get me scared though. I don't know. I, I would I would I disagree think, with that. Yeah, I would disagree with that. He looks like he would kill me, like murder me in an instant second. He doesn't look like Brock. I fucking get it. But I could see this guy as like an MMA fighter coming down to the ring. He's not built like crazy. He doesn't have. But I mean, bro, his chest and his shoulders. But his gimmick isn't MMA fighter. No, I know. His gimmick is he's a monster, right? And fucking Will Hobbs. He was an MMA fighter. Will Hobbs looked better in his debut and looks even better now. But people gave Will Hobbs crap because he was brought in as a monster and he didn't have a cut physique, right? Um, But they're bringing him in and they're portraying him like a Wardlow and he looks like an Eddie Kingston. <laughs> wow. What a what a scary uh damn. analogy. I All mean right. you're 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 anyway. giving Eddie Kingston credit, like damn. The so hey, they they you, have storyline already booking. built. Okay. Dolph Ziggler and Champa is storyline built, right? That, sort of, that yeah. has not had a payoff. Mm-hmm. In fact, three matches that include the Champa Miz Ziggles AJ stuff. So Bobby Lashley beats Champa, which is fine. Random match um, that was just not good. Dolph Ziggler comes out, and then AJ Styles and The Miz. 
and there's no interaction between those three matches. And one of them is almost a guaranteed interaction. Dolph Ziggler could easily attack Champa in the ring and then waited for Chad Gable to come out. Why would he attack Champa though? Dolph Ziggler was initially attacking Theory. And fucking Theory. I thought he was attacking the Miz and Theory. And... No, it was all Theory because he always oh, made okay. Theory lose. Well, I, I didn't. Never I, 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 I never cool, took. Right? Either way, they really didn't do anything with that. But I never took it as him. Attacking... Also, the piece of it I don't like is the fact that it's almost versus two local guys in a handicap match. And it's destroyed. I don't think Trips knows what to fucking do to, uh, with almost though. To be honest with you, like I wholeheartedly agree with that. I really like. What the fuck do I do with you, bro? I didn't know they piled shit that high. Like, you're not Taker. You're not Kane. You're not. You know what I mean? Like, he, the guy has no charisma at all. I I don't care if you have. I don't think if you had Paul Heyman by his side, I don't think Paul Heyman could get him over. I really don't. Yeah. You have to have some kind of facial expression that shows that you're a monster. You. Even when you try to, I feel like, oh, okay, you're just the guy who's frowning. Cool. No you know, expression. Omas needs to go. Needs to go. Yeah. So, um, GTFO. Parker Boudreau looks like he's, he's still on that. Oh my Jesus. God. Stop. Stop. Leave him alone. Sorry. Poor I was just guy. trying to figure out how fucking old he was because, like, there's fucking nothing. Yeah, when he played football, he looked. Google knows you're obsessed. (laughs) Google's like, Smarks, go fuck it. GT. He played for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. He looked better. So it's all been since he left football. Why are you so obsessed with me? Being a being a wrestler has been bad for him. Lying that you're hating me when every he even looks better knows. when he signed with WWE than he did when he debuted with WWE. That fucking shows WWE's got the best fitness fucking uh equipment on the planet. And I don't know. Yeah, um point. I, I want to take take an issue up with we're going back to WWE because uh talking about booking uh problems or booking uh uh issues um i want to take take issue with the fans who are trying to read into the the austin theory or just theory whatever you want to call them beatdowns that happened in triple h's first show back uh as if triple h is going to bury theory like like theory was a vince mcmahon project um Ignoring the fact that Theory was originally signed from Progress to, or from Evolve to uh, NXT by Triple H, that Theory had that Triple H had Theories back from day one. Yeah, I don't right. think Triple H is out on Theory. I just think he he doesn't really know how to book the Money in the Bank I, with a guy who's not ready to be the world yeah. champion. And that's what I think it came down to. It's, this wasn't that Vin, that Triple H was like, I'm going to bury Vince's man. I'm going to show people that, that Vince's man was, was, was not the guy. And it was more, I understand that Theory's not ready yet for this. So let's take him down a notch so that we can build him back up. Who did Theory uh, get his ass kicked by? Fucking everybody for that first week. And, and then, of course, the worst part is, 
that you can't just have him lose his money in the bank well, like you he did. But you've done it too much in the past, and the the heat that was on them for doing it with Otis would be the same heat here. You can have him lose a chin, but you can't have him lose the money in the bank to somebody else to put them over to let right. them get the title shot. Well, I mean, they did it with the Miz, no problem, though, with the whole Otis thing. You thought that was no problem? I thought that you was thought a no fucking storyline. Well, I mean, no, but Otis I still the fucking money in the bank. I mean, I wanted Otis to keep it though. I was so behind Otis. Exactly, because it was a um, garbage fucking storyline. But if they were like, gonna do I it, I would have loved to see Otis cash it in on the tag titles. And I think that's where you should go with theory. Not just make cash it world. In. Yeah. What? Not just make it a world cash in, but any title yeah. you want. Have him cash in. have him stupidly like cash it in on the wrong fucking title. <laughs> that's okay. But make it a thing though, because I think that would be kind of cool. Or, or again, maybe not even stupidly cash it in, right? Here's the deal is the Roman's they always say it guarantees why would you I a world title shot. But but it doesn't necessarily need to be they did. They also we did it with, Mr. with Otis. That one was a better storyline, at least. That was that was a yeah. I'll gamble it with you. They did it with Kennedy? Edge. Yeah. Yep. You have them come Edge and say, listen, listen, I want that intercontinental title. Well, the U.S. championship's the perfect move. You have somebody, you have Lashley basically run the gauntlet and then have him take the U.S. title off of Lashley, which has already been a feud, but then Lashley's in a world title feud. He's the right guy to put into a world title feud. And Theory's not a bad mid-card champion. Nope. Not at all. Now I know I can beat you. Well, you weren't part of this gauntlet. Yeah, but I have this. Just have him be obsessed with Lashley a little bit. Or even have him go after Gunther. Like, go make him go to SmackDown and have Theory beat Gunther somehow. By the way, Nakamura Gunther, fire. I love yes, that. Yes, it was. That was a great match. I think Lashley's the right move. I think yeah. having Lashley go a, run a gauntlet to try and get a, a world title shot and, st- and obtain the world title shot, and then Theory comes out, hits him with the briefcase, cashes it in, beats Lashley. I think that's the way you can do that. Because he's Fine. obsessed with Lashley, and it gets and it puts Lashley. And he's obsessed with getting match. back his his Uni- U- United yeah, States his championship. championship. Yeah, so this was mine. I wanted it back. Right, uh, three weeks ago, twenty days ago, to be precise, uh, in Triple H's first first draw in charge was the Raw before SummerSlam. Uh, first, Austin Theory. Or theory got uh, had the promo with Roman Reigns where Roman Reigns says your daddy ain't here anymore, right? And then uh, the bloodline beat the crap out of theory, right? right? And then left him on the ramp. And then the very next thing was Drew McIntyre versus Theory, where uh, uh, he got attacked outside the ring. Uh, uh, Theory got the disqualification victory, but then Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre beat the tar out of him in the ring there. And then it went into uh, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus and Theory, which was beat up on Theory. 
and then afterwards he got beat up on the the uh ramp while theory was on his way out the usos attacked him and beat him up again <laughs> it was literally the first hour of raw almost entirely was <laughs> fucking theory getting his ass kicked by person after person after person um but again i I think that also works which, for his character, sells, which sells the same thing that the Miz is known for, which is every exactly. guy in the in the locker room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we're so yeah. tired, we don't like you. Yeah. We don't like you, which is also oh. a good reason for him to cash in the wrong place, but really the right place because he has the the money in the bank. That's the yeah. right place to have him cash in, mm -hmm. and but just have him say, "I already know I've gotten my ass kicked by by Drew McIntyre." I already know that I've gotten my ass kicked by this place, but this person, this person, mm -hmm. I got some work to do before I can have that title. But you it, know what it, I know? I've beat you, and now you're tired. Yeah. In in the end, I I guess my biggest thing is there are so many people who are playing it off as this is Triple H sending a message of you know we're gonna take out your guy and and this is what I think of you. But I I think they're just all entirely forgetting that before he was Vince's guy, he was Triple H's guy. And That's Triple it. H had him on, on a rocket strap in NXT until he had to leave. Right, Theory was moving up the ladder in NXT. Uh, that's why they paired him with Johnny with Gargano way. and put him in the way, uh, is to hotshot him to relevancy. Um, and so there's no way that Theory's going away anytime no. soon. Not at all. Triple H isn't going to bury Theory and everything. He's if just not anything, ready for a world title. That's all it is. Yeah. If anything, shame. he's going to give him his name back. He's going to be Austin Theory again, uh, and then they're gonna they're gonna let him build up naturally into a contender. And the thing is, he might never be world champion. Right? There are lots of people who never become world champion and have really really solid careers. Right, you don't You're bring have up Kurt Henning again, aren't you? He's a pretty good example of it. Someone who never got to be world champion, but still had a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Um, but there's more. There's more of them. I mean, you can go out and you can say, you know, I uh, Piper. Piper oh. is a really good example, right? Um, the one, two, three kid slash X Pac. Right, Hall of Fame career, uh, never a world champion. Because the thing is, the world champion is the world championship is for a certain level, uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean certain level in terms of performance ability. It means in terms of overall draw. Right? You don't because I've said this before, and people get angry, but you got to remember that world championship is just a prop. Right, that title belt is a prop to tell a story, and right. the story you have to tell has to make sense. And just as much as it doesn't always, it, it wouldn't have made sense for Marco Stunt to challenge for the AEW World Title and win it. Right? There are a lot of people; it just never makes sense for them to be world champion. And if it does, it makes sense for them to be transitional at best. Right? And and I'll use a name that we talked about just a little bit ago. Dolph Ziggler's uh, a pretty good example. He's been world champion, 
but almost every time it was it was a transitional championship. Yeah, I it, I, I would disagree. I think he can actually be a I, world champion. I I would agree. I'm a Dolph Ziggler fan, but Dolph every, Ziggler was a champion. Though. Every time he's been champion, it it's transition. been transitional. Well, there was yeah. one that was 130 days or something. Yeah, like that. I mean, I, I think it was still a transition because it was let's put it on him and build him up until we've got someone else established that we can make a, a serious contender. Um, and that's fine. Here's the deal is you need those in the world. Dolph Ziggler's good enough to be world champion, but it's not about good enough, right? It's about popular enough. And Dolph Ziggler has always struggled in the popularity department, right? He's every bit as good. Chad Gable is every bit good enough to be a world champion. Chad J Gable will probably never be WWE world champion. No, that's that's fair. Right? Yep. Um, um, Sami Zayn is another good example in, in WWE. Sami Zayn's every bit good enough in the ring to be a world champion will probably never actually be world champion, right? That's not a knock on Sami Zayn. It's not a knock on Sami Zayn at all, right? Because again, one of my favorites of all time, Roddy Piper, never world champion. One of my other favorites of all time, Mr. Perfect, never world champion. Doesn't take anything away from their time. I wish they both had been world champion, but they weren't, and it doesn't take away from their careers. Um, Just so everybody knows where that idea came mm -hmm. from. Yep. Um, Orange Cassidy could never be world champion in AEW, and I don't think it would take anything away from his career, right? Fucking Danhausen probably never should be world champion, um, but it's not going to take anything away from his career. Um, heck, no. Sammy Guevara as I think he's a fucking star, right? But uh, world champion, even in AEW, still demands a certain stature. Stature. That's a good good word for it. Very good word. Stature. I think and, MJF's the smallest guy they could have be world champion. Mm -hmm. uh, then, well, Sammy could in in a Rey Mysterio style. Yeah. Um, um, I think Ricky Starks me, might have the body to be world champion yeah i think ricky point. starks could um hook probably not hook probably not unless he unless he um, has has a a, a a big body change coming so, up. well i mean he just has to keep choking people out in mm -hmm. some way shape or form um the 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 one that that is the hardest to for me in, in AEW on that front um is uh, uh oh fuck skater uh darby allen darby allen I think Darby Allen's character has it, but the stature I struggle, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I struggle hard. Um, I struggle more with him than I do with with Sammy Guevara. I I want him to be the world champion. I struggle to see it. That's the the fan part of me wants him to be world champion, but the person who looks at it from a from a logical and a potential business standpoint understands. You know, how how do you tell that story? How do you convincingly tell the story of him being world champion also, and and regularly defending it in regular matches against the likes of It's the Rey Mysterio story Brody King. It is the I, Rey Mysterio I story. Think, I think and it, it works works better, that works better with a Sammy Guevara though than a mm -hmm. 
than a, a let's be honest, a tiny Undertaker. Yeah. He's you know? the thing. The thing with Darby Allen is he's scrappy. That's his whole thing. Is he scrappy and he scrapes out victories? But he scrapes out victories mostly when he's allowed to, based on on the rules of the match, like a coffin match or uh, a no rules match or a lights out match or whatever, right? But you you have a hard time telling the story of him scrapping out a victory against a Brody King, uh, a Malachi Black, a Wardlow, a Jake Hager, a Kenny Omega, a John Moxley. You know, in in regular wrestling matches, right? Did I miss something in our comments? I have no clue why this happened. That that was uh, when JLB started singing that song. Why are you so obsessed with me? When I was still talking about Parker Boudreaux. Oh, okay. And and she had typed it out and pressed send, bef- but he started singing it before she'd pressed send. So. Gotcha. It was like they okay. they shared the same brain for a while. Well, that doesn't surprise. Don't me. tell her that. You did. <laughs> you mean the two became one flesh? There? When two become one. Sorry, but anyway. my inner Spice Girl came out. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I agree. I there, there has to be a way to properly build theory, and this was part of the problem with Vince. Was he was was he wasn't properly building some people. He was overbuilding others. Um, and, it, and it just didn't work. Um, he he believed that a look mattered more than a performance. Um, and that, or a story. And that hurt towards the end. There is another WWE thing to talk about um, really quickly. And it is that I have no fucking clue why you would have Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah be Zayali and Shotzi. It's it, it's it, a I tough understand box. they were telling box. the Raquel. I would I understand they're telling the Raquel's dominant story. It's it's another well, one. Why of Aaliyah? It's another one of those. You had situations. Aaliyah there to take the fall, man. Yeah. Like well. But it's, it's another one of those situations of, of WWE booking themselves into a corner. Because you got Xia Li, who you're trying to establish as a, as a potential star. You have Aaliyah, who you called up from fucking NXT and just have her lose Way too fucking soon. Yeah, way too soon. And she's got a lot of potential, but yeah, way too soon. And then you just have her lose all the time. And then you've got Raquel Gonzalez, whatever, or Rodriguez, Rodriguez. whatever. Um, and, you know, and, and Shotzi and all of these people, like, like, I don't think any of them should have lost, but that's the book yourselves in the corner. Cause two of them have to lose. It's a tag team tournament. Two of them lose, two of them win, you know? And, um, and it's, and it's like thrown together teams that make very little sense and, I, I almost wish they'd have done done it in a different way, right? Instead of having it being a tag team match and the, the team wins and goes on, I think they should have had it be like a fatal four-way where the final two are the winning tag team and now they've got to go off and be a tag team together. You know what I mean? 
And then you could have told it with a lot of false finishes and and almost falls and all of that stuff with then finally <coughs> two people getting eliminated and the final two people being there. And now you tell the story of, oh, are they going to be able to exist as a tag team? Yeah. Or something. But yeah, they... It, I I'm really disappointed with Zaya's uh, run on the main roster so far, and I know she got injured for a bit, and that put it back. I, and all like, this stuff. I feel like she should be just flat out spinning heel, kicking fucking yeah. heads off. She should be kicking people's like, heads off. I want Zaya Lee versus Shayna Baszler, and mm-hmm. I want back and forth the the striking versus the submission mm-hmm. over and over and um, over again. And like Shotzi, Shotzi's been, let's be honest, Shotzi's been kind of lost on the main roster ever since uh, her tag yeah. partner got You're let just go going to play suddenly. a crazy person. So yeah, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, just uh, okay. be, You remember what Nikki Cross used to do? Um, do do that, that, only without so dark. Yeah, just kind of do that, I guess. Um, and so I feel bad for Shotzi. Um, this tag tournament... Uh, hopefully it starts making more sense in the future. Because right now it just kind of looks like it's thro- thrown together. Yeah, you went back to Raw. No, Where do you we been? know the match for Raw? Hmm? Oh, do we know the match for Raw? Um, let's see if they've got a Raw preview up. Because the Raw match was... Oh, well, it was Dakota Kai and... Uh, yeah, thing. That was so a like, smart move. That was a smart move, yeah. I, um, I, I do struggle with the fact that Vince has done so much of, of separating people that it's difficult to enjoy a tag team. Mm-hmm. That's going to take some time. And that's going to take, and that's why I say is it's, it's tough because like the, the, all of the tag teams for the most part in this tag team tournament uh, are just yeah. kind of thrown together, right? Because they have like established. Also, they should have had the person running around backstage trying to find a partner to begin with. <laughs> well, that's why uh, I think the idea of having it be it, instead of just suddenly here's the brackets released, I I think there should have been some competitions and some eliminations where the final two people are now tag team partners, you know, yeah, or something that like cool. that. Yeah. Uh, to give a storyline, why is Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah teaming? Well, they just happen to be the final two people. And why is it? Oh, it's because Raquel Rodriguez uh, eliminated the other people by herself, and Aaliyah was just a chicken shit and hid in the corner and <coughs> happened to be, or whatever, right? Uh, uh, at least it would have told the story within the story. That would have been cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Give me one second. I'm pulling up the brackets here. Uh, so uh, for the Raw side, um, this week should be Alexa and Oscar versus Nikki Ash and Dewdrop, assuming that that's still the route that they're doing. Uh, I I feel like it, I feel like it's gonna be. Uh, I don't know. This. I feel like... This is the match that the the some people were speculating would be Nikki Ash and Dewdrop get pulled out of for for whatever reason, whether it's the car accident or smells, and then here's the surprise uh, return of uh, 
Banks and Naomi. Where is uh, um, Raw? I do not know offhand. Oh, okay. I thought it maybe showed there. Okay. Because maybe if it's in like no, Boston nice. Mass, maybe that'd be a thing. I don't know. And then I on feel SmackDown like... this week, it should be Nakota Leon's Nikita Leon and Zoe Stark versus Natalia and Sonya Deville. Which um, I think is the one in Montreal. Which I do. I don't know where I, I think that's going to go because they haven't built up Nikita Leon's and Zoe Stark as a tag team at all. Not even on NXT. Fucking uh, NXT. Like, oh, okay. It's been nothing. <laughs> uh, and if it was almost anyone other than Natalia and Sonya Deville, I'd be like, yeah, it's definitely going to be them. It's going to be them going on. Um, but it, with Natalia, I almost see Nikoda, Nikita Leone and Zoe Stark winning, and then it being Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah versus Nikita Leone and Zoe Stark in the semifinals. Is it Leon's or is it Lions? It might be Lions. I don't know. I haven't okay. paid enough attention. <laughs> she She's the one that, like... Eh, She's the tribal she's cheeks, skills. baby. The tribal I know cheeks. She, is I know she's got it. skills, and she was a she was a wrestler outside of it. But her whole character just reminds me too much of the parts of Attitude Era and early Ruthless Aggression Era WWE Women's Division that I hated the most, and so I just kind of tune out whenever she's on. Anyways, um, on the on the Raw side, if it stays. Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop, then I feel Alexa Bliss and Asuka go through hands down. Uh, If it's a surprise someone else, Sasha and and Naomi or whatever, then this is probably where Alexa Bliss and and Asuka end and uh, they go on. So Uh, Fernando says that he thinks Sky and Dakota should win the championship. Um... And I don't disagree. And it's going to fade away because I clicked too many times. Um, if they're going to be the women faction, there needs to be gold in the group. I, I don't disagree with that. We still um, have a oh, name for them, technically, right? They're still on the whole control thing, but it's not. They, technically... Yeah, they haven't officially said a name, but they have mentioned the word control a lot of times. Um, so I think, I think they're kind of playing this. We're going to test out how the audience reacts to every time we say control. And if they react positively, then we'll release a, a a logo. And if they don't react positively, then we'll move on to something else, sort of a thing. Um, I don't disagree. Although, at the same point, the concept of just the chaos gremlins coming in and uh, throwing a, a wrench into everything all the time is not a bad idea either. You know, you have them lose in the semifinals uh but then they show up in the finals and they interfere to cost the people who beat them you know uh and lead up to a survivor series match that's you know a women's survivor series that's that's that group versus the group of you know uh bianca belair oscar alexa bliss and someone else or whatever you know what i mean Mm. so i don't it could go either way I deeply enjoy that idea with Sky and Dakota winning. 
Um, especially, now this is something that doesn't happen. And this is a way to really scratch the fucking record. The returning champs that most of us are 99% sure there's going to be a returning champs showing up in some way, shape, or form. Yep. Losing to the new champs. Whew, that's think, a tough sell if you're going to get them to return, though. What the the problem they had with the story was that the story didn't make sense. It wasn't right. that they were losing the titles; it was that they were not Being on the same split team. and losing. Yeah. Well, more specifically, that that they weren't losing. There were no plans for the tag titles. They were Correct. just being they, split to singles matches. Yeah, they were they were informed the that they were each going to go off and lose to to a singles person, and that what are we going to do with these tag titles? I don't know. We'll figure something out. We'll figure. That's a future me problem. Pal. That's a future me problem. <laughs> uh, so. Aside from Sasha and Naomi, if you're Triple H, who's your next big surprise return? Because here's the deal. I was disappointed with Hit Row. We mentioned that earlier. It, mm-hmm. it was like a lot of people online were happy about it. I'm ex- I'm happy for you guys if you were excited about Hit Row. Uh, three quarters of Hit Row showing up again. Uh, the problem is... Um, ain't the same without Swerve. It ain't the same without Swerve, Yes. It'd be like if uh, I'm trying to think of if, if if D12 was coming to your town, but Eminem wasn't going to be there. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, D, D12, they're all good in their own rights and whatever. But no one, no one goes to D12 for no M to be there. You or know proof. I mean? I mean, if anything, if M's not there, a lot of people went for proof. But. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's going for bizarre. Sorry, bizarre. Yep. And that's the deal. Is and so who who do you bring back? Who's the one for the woman specifically, or just generally for anyone? If you're Triple H and you're trying to trying to continue, who's not under contract is what you're referring to. Who's not under contract? Who you who could legitimately come back? Yes. Uh Well, I mean, I think the no-brainer one would be Gargano. I think him coming back, being pushed. It's Gargano. 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 Um, um, do, Do you think, and this is a serious question, I'm a Gargano fan. I would love to see him on AEW, uh, but I want to see him on my TV one way or another. So I, I'm, right. I'm a big, but. And this is uh, this is me seriously asking. Do you think with the raw audience who basically don't know who Gargano is, do you think that that's a storyline that plays? If they do DIY. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how uh, the filter that JLB has on to blur his background also blurred out the label on his uh, uh, water as he drinking. was drinking it, as it, he was pulling it, it up like it was. It also did it on. Uh, on that his, right there. Uh, <laughs> Others is is a hashtag still not sponsored. <laughs> um, I, I like it's also blurred, blurred it on my elbow. It's like, oh, now it's showing so. mm, zero sugar. I like Fernando's answer. I'm trying not to be 
Um, I don't know how well control your narrative is working. <sighs> Who you want to bring? Oh, uh, EC3? EC3, well, Braun, probably. Braun. Um, they've already gotten one from it, you know. Yeah, getting a uh, losing Killer Cross, Carrion Cross, however you want. Oh to call snap! He was on uh, from it Heritage? is. Uh, it's is it was a thing to apparently this is, this is and a side note. Apparently, Freddie Prince Jr. had plans for Carrion Cross to be his inaugural champion in his promotion, mm. and uh uh Triple H coming in and scooping up uh Karrion Cross uh really set him back on his idea for his promotion. Um, uh, but uh, here here's a if if you bring Bray Wyatt back yeah. I I think I think the thing to do is bring Bray Braun and and here here's the big thing Eric Redbeard, one week after his, not even a full week, three days after he was on AEW TV. It's a reverse Bobby Roode. <laughs> Rick Roode, not Bobby Roode. Rick reverse Rick Roode. Have Eric Redbeard, have, have it be the Wyatt family, all of the surviving members of the Wyatt family wow. show up all at once. Um, Get rid of the Fiend gimmick and go back and let Bray Wyatt have a run as Bray Swamp Wyatt. Riot. Yeah. Swamp Riot. Uh but I I don't think you can do it with just him by himself. Yeah, um I I like that idea. Uh, I'm still trying not to be cliche cuz everybody wants the Bray Wyatt aspect. Yeah. Um I I've said this I think Bray Wyatt coming back to WWE is the better move for him. Yeah. Oh, by leaps um, and bounds. I think, especially now where he can not to pun is intended, but mm-hmm. control his narrative. It wasn't intended, but it is. But he has a lot more control there, I think, over writing the storylines because they've seen how successful they can be. Um. Yeah, I I just think I I I don't think the fiend bringing back the fiend is gonna work. I think the fiend kind of got, for lack of a better term, ruined by Vince. Uh yeah, and that happened early, unfortunately. At, at the same time, though, it, it it does sell a lot merch wise. And the fans would still be pretty excited to see him. And if Bray can do what he wants to do with The Fiend, the fans maybe might be able to get behind it. I mean, if we're telling the multiple personalities aspect, have both come back. The Fiend is is a multiple personality Mm -hmm. with with the the Firefly Funhouse. I think he can do that. I'm going to say, I'm going to give a hot take and I'm going to say Nia Jax. Nia wouldn't be a horrible, I'm not a fan, but here's the deal is the the thing Triple H has to 
the line he's got to walk is he not only has to try to win new fans and bring the NXT crowd back to to Raw because that's part of what had happened is there were there were Raw fans and then there were NXT fans and and there needed to be WWE fans right. So bringing yeah. those NXT fans back to Raw is one thing he needs to do. But I think the other thing he needs to do is he needs to bring back the Raw fans who've been abandoned over the last few years by Vince. Uh, Vince's desire to keep going in, in a way that wasn't working. And so Nia is, is maybe a way to do it, to kind of bring back, you know, uh, can't believe what I'm hearing. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. I didn't say I like it. I think it's the next um, move. I, I don't think she was popular moves. enough to like, especially to be that that freaking catapult to bring back the raw. I think there's a fear in her hurting people. Oh, for so, sure. At least 100%. for us fans. Yeah. Um, She's not that catalyst to be that person to bring the Raw fans back at all. At all, at all, at all. I don't know. I think she could. I I I'm not a fan of it. I'm I'm it's not my favorite idea, but I do I do think that she brings back a certain certain audience that's been been missing. Um I don't know. I, I mean, I think you have more of a shot with, uh, what's his face? Um, Andrade? No, toy figure guy. Oh, Matt Cardona? Yeah. Uh, I think hello, you have a better shot with Matt Cardona. Paul Looney. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I, I don't think... It's gonna be. It's not gonna sound right when I say this. I don't think WWE has the budget to bring back Matt Cardona right now. Hmm. And I don't mean that the WWE doesn't have From all the Brazil. money. Brazil, uh, diggity damn. Yeah. Welcome. Um, what I mean is, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers have built an entire business since leaving WWE. Yeah. Right. Right. The the major wrestling figures podcast has grown leaps and bounds. They actually have branched out into producing their own toys. Oh, really? Right. Wow. Okay. Um. Well, this is not the place to learn English. I'm I'm sorry to tell you. JLB uh, <laughs> only speaks English a third of the time. Yeah, I. I and that's I, the only I, language I know. I <laughs> I, I I went to to. Nebraska public schools. I barely speak English myself, and I'm a local. <laughs> uh, I use phrases like "warsh." Oh, don't, uh, don't, it just, don't. Uh, it just fucking repulses me that people say that. Oh, I, I hate it, but I got it from my mom. I try not to say it too often, but sometimes it comes out. Sometimes the the uh, southwestern Nebraska. If anything, learn what not to say um, in English. Pe- people in podcasts. We speak so fast. Uh, people at work we make would fun do that of the way if, while you're speaking Portuguese, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, pe- people at work make fun of the way I say the word milk. Like, I what is milk? milk? What are you referring to? Like, well, either like way, beverage that like comes moo juice, like moo juice. Yes, mm-hmm. milk, milk. You say milk, right? Mi- milk, milk, milk. 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 
Milk. It's not a fucking E. <laughs> Milk. 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 Yes, that's what we're referring to. Yes. Milk. Yes, milk. And I milk. am half Portuguese, so Tajbon, I hope you're doing very good, good sir. That's uh You know who's also Portuguese. from Brazil? He is not. He's uh Well, Ooh. I he knows Portuguese. Oh, Enzo and Cav. That, that would be right a hot there. take. Um oh, I do. I do. I don't know if I love it or I absolutely hate it. I really I think I like it. I <laughs> and if you don't bring them back, you're S A W F T soft. I mean, in in fairness, Ambrosia, you say boggle, and so yeah, uh, you deserve that's a to be made game fun of that. that. You shake up dice. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the one you, you no, no, no. shake she up the dice. Baggle, baggle, baggle. Yeah, baggle. She plays boggle, and she still messes um, up. Bagel, like it's uh, Ty Conti or Ty Mello is uh from Brazil, so you know, um, uh, you should be a wrestling fan and follow her. I uh, I'm sure there's other Brazilians who are in wrestling, there there are a few, but she's the most prominent right now. There Um, are there are two of us from the United States, and one is from Canada. Yeah, don't mess Canada, Canada, (laughs) not Canada. No one ever says that. C A N A D A, Canada. You forgot the I. Kind of like Smarks does when he says milk. Milk. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways, he's got the most popular athlete on his side, Nunez, being champion again. What up? So, so I. I mean, other wrestlers. I I I gotta be honest. I yeah. I think I'm I'm buying into Enzo and Cass. That's who I'd bring. Yeah, up. I I my brain wants to hate it. If I'm fantasy booking it, which obviously happens, tag champs right away. Because you got to get it off. I'm bringing back Heath. Heath would be a good one. Heath would be a really good one. I'd I'd love to see Heath back. I'd. He just re-debuted on Impact, so I don't know what his contract there is. Yeah, that's, that's uh, and he has kids, so it has to be a pretty penny. But well, that he's got <laughs> kids, and and the WWE contract are always going to be better than the Impact contract. But if he's got an exclusive contract with Impact, that's going to be tough. Uh, there See, Canada is pretty. You guys should come uh, come on down. There's some people. <laughs> We've got a whole conversation about milk in the uh milk. Fuck. Oh my god. I've been friends with you since like 2016. <laughs> yeah. Like six years we I've known you. We we I've haven't never had reason. We haven't had reason to talk about milk. 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 Uh, now milk. I don't know about milk. Milk, yeah, right? I'm saying it right. Okay. Yeah. It's milk. My grandpa <laughs> called it milk and he was a dairy farmer. It's milk. Uh, did he fucking sell his milk did people know what he was talking about when he was trying to sell his milk yes everybody knew the burke's family milk you want milk oh jesus christ oh my god but um heath wouldn't be a bad get i just don't know um like that's where i would want to go I love the Enzo and Cass idea, though. 
Yeah, I, 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 think, I think I'm, I'm really sold on Enzo and Cass, especially Cass now. Like Cass yeah. now, Cass now is everything I wanted him to be in WWE. When they would talk about how he's big and how he's, uh, uh, you know, like powerful and all this stuff, and I I had the same problem with Cass in WWE that I have with Parker Boudreaux in AEW is they, they portrayed him like a monster and he had the physique of a every man. But now he doesn't need to be in a tag team though. I feel like Cass on his own. Oh. I feel like our Brazilian um, friend is going to make me start to talk slower. slower. This talk is going to be fast. hard for me. Cause I anyway, do talk fast. I will now, also now say milk slowly milk. Jesus, Sounds it fucking nice. hurts to hear. <laughs> so no, no, don't make. <laughs> That's gonna just fuck him up even more. I want you stop. No, no. So here's here's another one I would do. Um, I'm sorry, my Brazilian friend. This These guys is are not a former WWE person. <laughs> uh, I I want Braun back. I know there's a lot of people who don't. I. I I'm not invested in the EC3, but I want Braun back. Um, the other one, <sighs> really, you just want to hear that theme song again? Um, kind of. I w- I really want Brains back. That's who I really want. Brainstorm. Brainstorm. It was an episode of Raw. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I want James Storm. James oh, Storm you're on that bandwagon? Okay. Bring James Storm to have him. Have I would him love to see, not beer, beer money, because you have to call it something else. So invest in ebriation or something like that. Uh, they could call it beer money because Impact Wrestling uh, turned over all trademarks to the wrestlers years Sweet. ago. So, uh, oh, I, I, I warned, I warned them. When they came on, that this was not the place to learn. This was not yeah. the place to learn good speaking English. This, this is how to what say not to. Milk. <laughs> yeah. milk. You're not going to get milk properly here. That was close. That was that was, really was kind of close. That was pretty good. Milk. Yeah. You're saying now you're saying it right. That's weird. Yeah, I haven't changed the way I'm saying. Maybe you need milk. to say it faster. Milk. That, see, that's back to milk, 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 milk. I've said it my entire life. It's not going to change. What is chocolate milk? Chocolate milk, or as my daughter calls it, chalky milk. Chalky milk. It's probably just out of date. Then it's expired milk. Anyway, chalky. I also like that idea. I think you can you can really bolster your tag team. Um, division. Yeah. Again, pronunciation R- is not going to be to come for that. <laughs> we don't done speak good here. We should tell you a little bit about Cody Rose. Rhodes. <laughs> Rhodes. Listen, if you don't know Cody how... Cody Rhodes we... is like a rose. A beautiful bloomed flower. If, if you don't understand all the stuff we're saying, JLB will tell you, just go to the library. Oh. <laughs> oh fuck! It's Look pronounced it library. Library. <laughs> yes, but I seriously got to ask you guys something. 
Son of a bitch. Ask. Ask. <laughs> I am not going to throw an axe at his head, but I am going to ask him a question. Oh. Um. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that's not fun. Uh, I don't Off know. The rails I, is fun. I I 100% think Enzo and Cass is the way to go. I I've, I've been convinced. Uh, who was the one who put put it up there? Was that uh, Fernando? Fernando. It was Fernando. Fer, Fernando shit. Ca- came up with the best concept. Uh, Enzo and Cass, they're the ones they should bring back. Um, beer money. Being a, a good second, bring James Storm. James over. Storm's never been in WWE. Yeah, but bring I, James I, Storm he over. Was in NXT for like a show. Yeah, he did show up in NXT a couple times. Yes, AJ Styles' theme was supposed to be for James Storm. That is true. Whoop, yep. whoop, whoop. Oh. Yeah, really. Which, which is really yeah. weird if you ask no, me. Yeah. Cowboy James Storm needs to be cowboy. Yeah. Well, he clearly wasn't going to go as the cowboy gimmick. Well, fuck that. Bring him as Cowboy James Storm. Yes, exactly that person. And here's the deal: you can have glorious Bobby Roode, but I, I, you need Bobby Roode needs something to, to do again. You know, Um, they can take Bobby Roode's theme and give it to, uh, give it to uh, T Bar when he comes back Mm -hmm. as as Dijakovic. Yes, Paul Looney. Fun fact: Very few people speak good English in America and Canada, too. Though yeah. it's not just in Brazil, buddy. <laughs> yeah. This is America. We speak American here. Oh, Jesus! Here, here in the United States and Canada, we have teeth in the way that fucking English people don't. Wow. Wow. Did I fucking go there? Did you went there. That's American. Big, 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 big. I'm gonna uh, insult them all today. Yeah, you just done did it in you're, one you're sentence. That's um, uh, what do we know about Brazil? Uh, the I know, Amazon is mostly there. I, I know uh, uh, Tay Mello was it's in South America uh, raised in the <laughs> favelas of uh, Rio. I know Brazilian um, Jiu Jitsu was originated I, I from know Brazil. Fast and Furious Six took place in Brazil. It's yeah. where they had to had to steal the safe from the building oh and drive God. it down the road. And it was off the like the the back end of the car. It was so stupid. Yeah, it was it was multiple cars. They had multiple cars, and so it was in between them, and that's why it was like taking out pylons and stuff. Um, I know the word flavella um, because of uh, a Fast and Furious. Uh, um. I uh I know I know jujitsu uh yeah. was created. You do not know jujitsu. You do not know you, you you didn't let me finish. I know it was created in Japan, <laughs> but then but then uh Brazil took it and made Brazilian jujitsu, which is Gracie family. way way yeah. more popular than uh uh, uh Japanese jujitsu. Um, What's favelas? I I know you have nuts. Oh, Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts. Yes. Um, Favelas is the the slums of Rio. Uh, they're they're um, built like in the the mountain coming down, um, and they're usually poorly uh, poorly constructed. Okay, it's like the ghetto. It's like the it's, ghetto. It's like uh, concrete without rebar. Is what it is. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's mm. it, it, you know those scenes in in Fast and Furious Six where they're like running on top of buildings and they like fall through roofs and stuff like that, right? Uh, that that's okay, in poorly the constructed housing. Yes. Okay, 
Um, oh my God. Ambrosia, stop. Um, I, I do, I know of it, um, through, through, through research. I don't think I've got a Brazilian wax, but I have I, gotten everything waxed. So to get back to wrestling, I do believe this will happen with Evolve specifically. Um, I think they're going to test opening that Evolve door with NXT a little bit more. Um, I also expect them to test moving NXT with WWE more. I don't know that that I I don't foresee contractual relationships with, say, Zello Pro or um, even Major League Wrestling. Um, maybe with AAA, they might pull it off with AAA. Um Maybe. <laughs> I think AEW has more of a stronghold on AAA than anything WWE or NXT would. Yeah, considering... I'm just throwing out maybes, bud. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Although I will point out that the AAA mixed tag championships were just featured on AEW TV on Friday. I don't, uh, I don't see them being able to pull it off with New Japan, for example. Yeah. Or... Um, now there is a chance old Japan wants to do it. Yeah, yeah, old Japan possibly. Oh, I thought you said old Japan. I thought you were just making a joke. Well, that's that's the nickname for all Japan pro wrestling. Yeah. No, I heard I, old Japan. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay, it's not old Japan. is the nickname for okay. all Japan okay. pro wrestling. Um, I think. Uh, I think if there are any other promotions that WWE is going to work with it's going to be smaller probably british uh they're going to start working that in more uh, with nxt uk potentially maybe right. uh I, i'm not like 100 sold on that but mm-hmm. there's a chance but i just don't think i could see them uh, partnering with maybe stampede that's possibly a um that's pro- that's one of the that's uh, a triple A size organization. It unfortunately uh, tours in very low population areas in Canada. Does Stampede ever come to Montreal? Like Stampede the wrestling, wrestling? Stampede, Stampede wrestling? pro wrestling. No. no, I think that's just purely in Calgary, um, Calgary, Regina, Regina, Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Regina rhymes with vagina. Mangina. Yeah, I was gonna say mangina. Oh, okay. Um, does Brazil actually have four times? I mean, it's fucking big enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's basically it's basically almost all of South America. Yeah. No, I would, it's I pretty mean, much it's yeah. Brazil and Argentina Easter. are the, the beef of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, Fair. It's yeah. close to coast to coast. So it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we've got four time yeah. zones. So. Yeah, there's only fucking two countries in the way on the Pacific side. Pacific side. I mean, a level of two countries. So like, he said Pacific, not specific, which a lot of people get confused. Good sir, do not get confused. One is specifically tell. Damn it! One is specifically, specifically telling you something, and the other one is a Pacific an ocean. time zone and an ocean. 
Yes. Now Canada <laughs> has what six time zones, don't you? We have yeah. We technically have six. And there's some. There's one that doesn't. Nobody even lives in two of them. That's that's valid though. Yeah. That's oh, valid. hold on. The Atlantic time zone has a reasonable amount of population. There's Newfoundland there. That yeah. wasn't the two I was referring to. That wasn't the to. two, though. He was referring to, like, You're re- referring none to of the... it and, like... None of it in, in Yukon territories. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, One of which is on the Alaska time zone, which is hilarious. But Alaska I mean, is, too, so, so does Nebraska. Yeah, that's it. No need to be confused. If you are confused, we will unconfuse you. Somehow, are you cool? JLB is confusing not. You. Yeah, I, th- so this sorry. this is a question that has not been answered in my lifetime yet. Are you cool? <laughs> Duh, I'm, I'm pretty. I mean, you asked pretty you asking, now. Like, like if we'll narc on you if you yeah, tell yeah, us. That yeah, you, I mean, I yeah, am a detective, cool but fuck, um, yeah, detective <laughs> and a lawyer, I guess. What uh, is cool? T- what? What? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. <laughs> cool well, can also be a status of popularity or a temperature. It could be a temperature, and I'm in the middle of Nebraska, and it is not cool here. It is not cool. It is hot. Well, do you have kind of like what it is probably in Brazil right now? Hot. Uh, I have my air conditioning, but I'm in a closed room with bad circulation, so it's not cool right now. No. I'm in my basement. I'm cold. I'm terrified <laughs> that a spider will bite me. <laughs> I am right now not cool. Um. Carlito would say that I am not cool. Oh, Fab, Fabulous Mula's daughter had died. Apparently, I I don't know who's. I head. did not know that uh, Fabulous Mula had a daughter. So no, me neither. According to Fernando, I don't know if that was a joke somewhere or if that was like legit. But I don't see Fernando joking about that because. Fernando's a serious fella. Oh my god! Oh, Fabe and Mark are awesome. But JLB likes to use Ace body spray and tries to pick up chicks. <laughs> this, this is the most astute um, observation on our on our podcast. I think it's ever happened. Um, <laughs> Paulini, I'd love to help you learn English, but I, I've been doing it for. I've been doing no, never JBL. Why does someone who doesn't know English even call me JBL? This is ridiculous. (laughs) It's right there. (laughs) God damn it. It's fine, Paluni. I forgive you. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I forgive you. Um, we'll we'll try to help you as much as we can. But I, like I said, I've been doing it for forty four years, and I barely speak English. I'm uh, I'm I'm passable at best. If you can get a lot of your Brazilian friends to watch the Twitch, I will do English lessons. <laughs> uh, that being said, uh, we've been doing this for two and a half hours. It is about time, I think, for us to to close the book on this particular episode. Um, English is more easy than Portuguese. I, I That's cannot... Surprising. Uh, English, English is one of the easiest languages to learn, though. 
Uh, it is pretty According consistently to a lot of foreigners. Oh who no! Try to it learn is, our language. It is so confusing because we have four different words that that are pronounced there but mean totally something different. I would yes, say there's a the, few the, of those. A, but... English is consistently rated by most com- countries as one of the hardest languages to learn. The, I don't the think you're right about that. The reason it's so that. difficult is it has both Germanic and Latin roots. Mm-hmm. Well, that's as it. Well and both. a lot of other languages have various taken from everywhere else, like a lot of Spanish or French. So someone who knows Romanian, for example, will be able to know a lot more French than... Uh, trying to learn English because you're right, that is true too. Then English is very astute it, it, in the sense roots that are very blended, very, very, very blended. Yeah, that's what I think when I speak to somebody in Portuguese, but I don't know Portuguese, so that's why it's too fast. Um, yeah, it's like anything else, but to be fair, Portuguese people do speak freaking fast, like you, I don't think you could slow Portuguese down. You know who talks really fast and really loud? Me? Cubans. Who? Cubans. Cubans? Uh, I think that's just I have yet Spanish to meet Cubans. <clears throat> I think no, the... Cubans are fast and loud. That might just be a Spanish thing, though. Because so are Every Mexicans, Cuban I've ever met is So are Puerto Ricans. No, they aren't. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... Uh, Portuguese, it's hard. I, well, yeah, I'm sure it's hard. Here's the deal: is I I have very, very, very limited uh, experience with Portuguese. I had a girlfriend for about a year whose mother was from <laughs> Brazil. Um, uh, her father was a uh, accountant for the CIA. Oh. Who? Uh, well, I know her, who's getting shot tonight. Who met her? Um, well, I, fortunately for me, both mother and father have passed since this, and so uh, I am safe uh, in this respect. But the mother would speak Portuguese; the father could understand it, but not speak it back. Um, and the daughter could understand it, but was like, "You don't want to know this." And I'm like, <laughs> you know, um, and and that was about that. Nobody speaks Portuguese in this world. That's not necessarily true. People from Portugal do. Brazil, but you as a Brazilian do understand. It's a different dialect, but you do understand when Portuguese speak. You might use different words, but you would. would It's like I would not guarantee that. I've met several Latin Americans who who have difficulty understanding other Latin Americans. Mm -hmm. Anyways. What I was gonna say is, the, if we could go off and on about ang- languages and everything, I do know that um, non-English speakers have a really hard time with English, um, a, because we've got a lot of. We're one of the few languages that doesn't have a feminine and masculine uh, versions of words, and that's really hard for other languages that do have that. That's fair. Uh, to do, and yeah. so they have a hard time getting used to it. We have a lot of homophobe. Words that sound the same are spelled different and mean different things. Wait, wait. Um, Did you say homophones <laughs> or homophobes? I heard Ho- homophobes. homophobes. <laughs> we do have a lot of homophobes here. We also that's do a have a lot different of thing altogether. But uh, but that's a different thing altogether. But particularly in is, America, this is not a language uh, podcast by any means. Um, but uh, but we're Paul all Mooney, willing to learn. 
If if you want to show up on our Tuesday night live stream and learn more English by listening to us book fantasy uh, wrestling events, uh, you are welcome to because that's when we will be back. Um, we will be back on Tuesday to do fantasy booking. We'll, we might even play a round of our new favorite game that we had last week, um, which was uh, Guess the Wrestler, uh, because that was a lot of fun and I enjoyed doing it. So... Uh, we might even do that, but unless uh, the other people have something that else they want to talk about, we've been going almost three hours. I think it's time for us to to uh, this podcast is way too long. You need to cutty. So um, on that note, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you can like it on uh, Facebook at Pissant Podcast. You can like it on YouTube, but. If any place, I really think Fernando liked the uh, the guess the wrestler game. So, oh uh, snap! Yeah. If there is a place that you haven't started following us, someplace going onto Twitch <laughs> well, um, and following us there, Twitch.tv/slash RawOrderWBU. Uh, that's the um, best place because we do uh, ex- Twitch exclusive live streams, like reactions to uh, pay per views. Um, we're going to be doing some watch alongs here too. Um, all of that. So, uh, if you subscribe to us, follow us on Twitch. That's going to be where you get to see all of our stuff. We go live two nights a week, Sunday nights and Tuesday nights at uh, ten thirty p.m. Central Time, whatever that works out to wherever you are. Um, and so uh, Ambrosia did just share the link tree. Link is in the doobly doos if you're watching this on any other podcast for all of the places to follow us and support us. Um, you can support us on Patreon. You can support us on Spreadshirt by buying some of our merch, like our Pissant Podcast or Those Who Can't Wrestle Podcast or uh, the autograph shirt like behind us or, or even the one uh, AI-inspired art that's still up for some reason. All the others got pulled down for copyright. <laughs> Which one is it? Uh, the the uh, sociopathic, sociopathic Scott. Scott. Oh. Uh, hmm. So there's the link right there. Uh, but you can also follow us on all of the social medias. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. Uh, that's pretty much every place except for uh, Facebook, where it's at Pissant Podcast, like is on my hat. Uh, but you dude, your know. hat's getting a little wear. Yeah, it's getting a little. I need to get a lot. new one. It's been it's been about a year, so it's it's time for a new one. I might try to come up with a new design too. I like the Pissant Podcast design though, so I don't know. Anyways, you can follow D A Fabe at at D A Vincent K Fabe. Hey, I did that really well. You this did time. it right. Yeah, I had to go yeah. all the just... way up to know that that was the right. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. at D A Vincent K Fabe, and you oh, can follow like J L B at. You can follow me at. JLB420 on Twitter. You can also follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash JLBTLC25. But of course, Real Talk Radio is the brand where I do talk about a little bit of everything. Movies, music, entertainment, uh, maybe English lessons. If I get enough people who want to learn English, that could maybe be a thing. We shall see. Uh, anchor.fm slash RTR. And uh, that is it. I'm excited for Monday Night Raw. What will happen with Loomis? What is going on? Is the car crash part of it? We shall see. And we will let you know. Thank you, Paul. 
for uh, coming in, and we hope we taught you a little bit of English, just a teeny tiny. <laughs> I have I have no teeny. idea what he's saying there, but I'm happy to post that. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, we're gonna go ahead and close the book on the wrestling booking unit. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Bye. Ciao.